Recording. All right. Hello and welcome to the 53rd edition of the Two Blacks and Nerdy Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm your host, Chris. And today we have a wonderful panel with us today to discuss uh, Black Panther 2. So as, as of this recording, it came out about a week ago, week and a half. So we, you know, Black Podcast, we kind of are obligated to uh, review the movie. So Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. If we and, review it, and review it late and, and as we should. I was texting Chris. I was like, we got to do our review. <laughs> when are we recording? So, yeah. But um, Chris, you can go ahead and introduce our panel and we'll just yeah. get into our thoughts. Yes, we have three wonderful guests, uh, friends of mine from from the TikTok era and, and Twitter, uh, whenever, if that is still up by the time we upload this. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're going to go ahead and kick it off with Kari. Hi, everyone. My name is Kari, a.k.a. Star Wars Tia. You can find me on TikTok and Twitter with that name handle and on Instagram with Kari Skywalker. Um, I do, you know, mostly a lot of Star Wars content, but I also delve into all other uh, awesome nerdy stuff and a lot of thirsting and simply videos for your entertainment. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Next, we have Dainty. Hey, my name is Karis, but you can call me Dainty. I uh, I cover a lot of fandom stuff. I commentate on the nature of fandom and I cover like Marvel, especially Star Wars sometimes and anything else that catches my thirst. So, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram and uh, TikTok. All it, it's dainty. And uh, yeah, that's me, I guess. <laughs> Last but not least, Taku. Hi, uh, my name is Jeff. Uh, my name is Jeff. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my handle is Old Taku Jedi. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms as old Taco Jedi, um, even Tumblr now, because we don't know if Twitter is going to be up. But um, yeah, I generally focus on anime. Uh, I love Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Um, and I am pretty well versed in most of Marvel things. Uh, I love the MCU. So, you know, I'm ready to talk about whatever. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll just start with the volunteer victim. So, thoughts on Black Panther 2? Thoughts on the movie? Did you like it? Did you not like it? What stood out about the film to you? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, does anyone want to start before I just pick someone out of the audience? Not me. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, it. here's the thing, right? I So I personally thought that the film was really well encapsulated. It's like, uh, it, it is definitely the, the definition of what I would call like an ensemble film, meaning that of the main ensemble cast, and I would include Everett Ross in this too, that if you take away one particular character, any of them, the entire film falls apart. Um, and I really liked how... They did not pull any punches. I mean, it's Ryan Coogler, so you know he's not going to. But I like that they didn't pull any punches. And honestly, I was very shocked and surprised. Like, this is the least MCU-like film that we've gotten. And I, I, I love to see this kind of storytelling in the MCU. As far as, like, just storytelling in general, it's probably one of the best ones. So... I loved it, but I'm completely biased. So, <laughs> um, 
Okay, I'll go real quick. Um, yo, yes, I, 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 I share the sentiment with Dainty. I absolutely love the movie, um, especially because it told such a, uh, it took a, um, you know, a well-known, well, I don't know, well-known, but a character, one of the oldest, um, Namor, Namor, uh, now, and gave it such an incredible spin in their backstory, um, something that we can actually relate to. Because, you know, Atlantis is always beautiful, the myth, the legend, the, you know, the mythos behind it and everything. But making it about something that is exists in real life and something and us getting to see it, how it something that happened in, in, in reality of how, you know, the, the Spanish colonizers came and, and treated them, you know, and, and everything that they did to them. Um, and putting that in the MCU as a Marvel comic book, you know, movie, that was amazing. I absolutely love that. And like you said, just the, the cast was incredible. I mean, everybody that was picked were, were the person, they were perfect for each of their, of their, um, you know, of their roles. So absolutely loved it. Um, to echo my my colleagues, uh, yeah, like I, I agree. The movie the movie was fantastic. Um, the emotional ride that you go on, literally from the very first scene, is is insane. I mean, the the cast did an incredible job, like an absolutely incredible job. You felt their pain through the screen. You felt every scene that had to do with the sense of loss from the very beginning to the very end. Um, I, I loved the idea of, you know, introducing Namor as this character that reflects a lot of things that have happened throughout history and like that whole take on it. And it was just the whole Mesoamerican thing really, really like, like, I guess didn't really shine a ton, but I felt it very, very, very much like throughout the whole movie and especially when you heard um, about Namor's backstory. All right, Chris. Yeah. I, so I thought this was a, a beautiful film as, as a tribute to Chadwick, uh, as, as a person, a tribute to T'Challa as the Black Panther and um, a beautiful introduction for Shuri to become the Black Panther and Namor to uh, as being a power in the MCU, uh, because I, I, we we all heard all the controversy going in. You know, if this Black Panther is Shuri, how is she going to be able to fight no more or beat him? Uh, they should recast T'Challa, which we'll get to. Uh, you know, um, no more. They're probably going to water down no more. And why is he? Why is he? You know, indigenous or Latino? Like he should be white, or you know, just all of that. And you know, uh, Letitia Wright. She she didn't come to play. She she acted her butt off. Auntie Angela Bassett. Give that woman an Oscar. Mm -hmm. uh, Tanoke Huerta yes. just crushed mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that uh, they did the best possible job they could do with a near impossible task. Yeah, and I would definitely agree with all of your uh, sentiments. Um, shout out to Denai Guerrero as well. I really liked her in mm -hmm. this movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this movie, I mean, they really did do the best possible task of like, 
honoring Chadwick Boseman and honoring T'Challa, trying to tell like a new and different story that sort of like built off of the first one. Because like the first movie, like the end was like, okay, well Wakanda's gonna go public, and now we see the consequences of a lot of that mm-hmm. in this movie, which yes. I really um which I really enjoyed. Um you know, I think this movie, you know, because a lot of people compare it to the first one. And I feel like this one was like, if I described it in one word, I would just say like emotional. Like, and a lot of MC, MCU films, there's a lot of uh, clapping and screaming and things of that nature. But this is the, the only film I can think of where like the theater was silent at like multiple points in the movie. And I feel like mm-hmm. that just says something. It's like the kind of movie um, that it was. And I mean, I mean, kind of like whatever you guys said, I mean, I, I enjoyed, you know, a lot of the characters in this movie as someone who never cared about Namor, the Submariner ever <laughs> in Marvel comics. I thought that um, what they did with him, especially, you know, tie him, to, you know, Mesoamerica and whatnot. I thought it was thought it was very cool, very, a very cool, interesting way to bring that character in the MCU and sort of, I think. I have a feeling if they do like, you know, more comic stories featuring them more and whatnot, you're probably going to see a lot of the MCU influence now mm-hmm. in some of those stories. Because again, out of like, I mean, I know that, I mean, Chris, he he existed before Aquaman, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But like that character in general, to, in my mind, was always like discount Aquaman to me. So I'm glad Yo. that they were able to <laughs> yeah. do something different with them and make them feel really unique, as well as, you know, the city of uh, Talokan and um, mm-hmm. things of that nature, which we'll get to. So, Yeah, because, well, you know, you know, with Marvel and DC, when you have characters that are like almost the same, it's one came out and then a couple years later they made their counterpart. But both like, you know, Aquaman was the butt of jokes for like 30 years. And then, you know, Namor was pretty much known for hating Reed Richards and making Sue Storm swoon. Like, that that's about it. That, that, oh, oh, and Imperious Rex. Imperious that was, that, Rex, that's yes. a, about it. Um, so now we got him. They call him Kukulkan. Oh, yeah. Feather Serpent Gold. <laughs> Shout out to Winston Duke. Yeah, oh, real. Oh, great one-liners. Oh yes. my God. You bald-headed demon. That, yeah, no, that. <laughs> and the then bites the carrot. Is uh, I that insult? You know, just came out the perfect time right before Thanksgiving and Christmas when you know a lot of us are going to be seeing family. You know, things get heated. That's the insult you have in the. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you have them ready. <laughs> oh man. Um. um so I guess um, we can probably just kind of get into, uh, let, let's just go with like the main storyline and main plot beats of this movie. So this movie begins with uh, T'Challa's funeral. Um, they're like, it's, you know, it's obviously super sad and super emotional because like, you know, since we lost Chadwick Boseman in real life, I feel I personally, I did enjoy how they, you know. They had that at the beginning of the movie. They mentioned like it was a disease. They kind of kept it vague. And I feel like they were kind of going for like, you know, their version of T'Challa died in a similar way that Chadwick Boseman did, where it was just, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. a disease that, you know, they couldn't do anything about. So it, um, yeah. I appreciate it personally how they did it that way instead of it like him dying in a battle or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they really tried to like take a lot of care. Um, with that and then 
You know, I mean, from then on, I, I believe I'm trying to remember the the one of the early scenes I know was when the um the people tell Khan they like attack the ship, right? That's like a super early scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like you know, the beginning you sort of get like this global conflict idea where like the you know people I don't I don't he's like Talo Khan oh no wait. Sorry, what? no. The first thing we got was when they the the friends attacked. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. Totally forgot about you know, that scene. whole scene. Yeah. That Modern whole colonization scene type of shit. Amazing. Type of thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my god. Yeah. That that yeah that scene happened first when when they see that the UN and they're fighting mm-hmm. France in the background. So I mean, first of all, I mean that that fight scene was awesome, especially how it was like mm-hmm. cut was, in between so, yes. like Angela mm-hmm. Bassett's speech, pretty much saying like. Mm-hmm. Yo, yeah, the Black Panther's gone, but you know we're still here. You know, don't mess with us, that kind of thing. Um, so, like again, I mean, kind of as I mentioned before, you know, we're really seeing the results of, the, of Wakanda opening up in that first movie. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, we could talk about this later, but it's kind of they're almost proving some of the arguments in the first movie, right? Where it's like, yo, like mm-hmm. right, if we go public, like they're gonna take all our stuff. So. Um, there was there was a deleted scene uh, from the end of Black Panther before he goes in to talk to the UN, and it's Everett Ross talking to T'Challa, uh, Nakia, Okoye, and I think Io might be there. Uh, where he says, you know, like they go back and forth, but he says one of the last things Everett Ross says, he's like, you know, they'll come for you, and he, oh, you know, T'Challa yes, acknowledges that, and he he was just like, I'll do my best to try and keep them off your back. And which is literally this movie. Yeah. 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 And I I know I've seen some complaints about that particular aspect of the movie, like with how Wakanda has been, you know, put through the ringer with, I wouldn't say they've really been put through the ringer with Killmonger, but with, you know, Thanos and then the more like I can see why the, you know, the Western powers think they can step to Wakanda. But it's just like, even in the comics, when Wakanda was known to have vibranium throughout, you know, history, including colonization, it didn't matter how many L's they took. They kept trying to come and conquer Wakanda. Mm -hmm. You know, I I reread the uh, Reginald Hudland run from 2005 and 2009. And one of the things that happened is Everett Ross... Is, uh, is trying to tell them like how Captain America uh, fought T'Challa's grandfather because, you know, they were trying to stop the Nazis from invading Wakanda and how T'Challa's grandfather beat Captain America. And one of the generals was like ready to fight him. He's like, Captain America could never lose type thing. And it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, doesn't matter. They're going to keep coming. That's the <laughs> yeah. whole point. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, I mean, th- this is, you know, kind of been discussed in the first movie, but like, you know... The, the MCU is using an analogy of how, like, European countries since pretty much forever, you know, colonized Africa, colonized South America, and steal natural resources, you know, and continue to pretty much, like, to this day. So they're shining a light on that as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that intro scene was really cool. You know, we see that we see the ship get attacked, and obviously, like, Wakanda being blamed for it, and that's sort of, like... The um, so it's sort of I would say like the beginning of the movie, right? And then you have um, then, then what you have you have Ramonda and Shuri on the beach, and that's when they're um, that's when they're mm-hmm. confronted. And mm-hmm. I did like actually um, 
rewatching it, you have a moment where, you know, towards the end of the movie, we find that T'Challa ended up having a son when Ramon mm. was like, I have, you know, doing the total movie thing. I have something to tell you. And then, you know, and then and yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was going to tell her about her nephew, like, you know, mm. and obviously when you're watching it the first time, you don't pick up on that. So, um, I mean, I enjoyed how that like groundwork was laid in the beginning. I was like, it was like five minutes ago and I was like, what was the queen going to say? <laughs> yeah. I was like, she's. I was yeah. like, she's dead now. Yeah, she no, can't I say got, anything. Like, I got distracted after. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wonder I why. You did. I bet you. Did. <laughs> and then I guess. Um, Probably and then I guess we're introduced to our our main. Um, yeah, I, people in debate if you want to call him a villain, but our main antagonist, an antagonist of the movie, Namor. So, um, I'll let you guys. Uh, we, we we can discuss Namor for a minute. You know where he's from, it's what he's be all a few about. Minutes. You know, and that whole thing. So the floor is yours. <laughs> I will. I will say briefly to to kick this off. If he didn't kill Queen Ramonda, I would say antagonist. I think that's the only thing for me that truly pushes him into villain territory. Because like it'd be one thing if they flooded everything and it was indiscriminate, but him throwing the water bombs, like I was like, you did that. I'm perfect. <laughs> I was like, you did that. Listen, my client. Is not guilty. Okay. First of all, I was, was going to say, um, can I start this so that the ladies can just like go off? Going to? Look, I think I think that moment really gets put into a new light when you consider what Shuri said that vengeance has consumed them both. I don't think he necessarily meant to kill her. Uh, I think that he was consumed by vengeance at that point, and that was an oopsie doopsie accident. Cool motive, still murder. True, true, true. You're not wrong. But right. not murder, it's involuntary manslaughter. There we go. No, thank you. Was, thank oh, you. That was, oh, that was voluntary. Really that was definitely this? voluntary. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, you know, he he got mad. It was an act of passion, okay? Like, ah, uh, ooh, I don't know if that's an act of passion. He's a lawyer. He's going to be over here kind of pointing I know. <laughs> to be fair, Listen. I mean, Ramonda did send Nakia to go get Shuri, and Nakia mm-hmm. did kill someone. Uh, I don't know if we ever got that character's name. So, yes, but I think there was two characters. Two that, or that, one or yeah, two. Yeah, he killed yeah. Two. two. So it's killed, like, but that's that's the thing that I wanted. I wanted to point mm-hmm. out because that gets glossed over. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, it either does. it gets glossed over and people don't bring it up, or it's like, well, you know, it's just because Nakia was saving her, so there was a reason why they she she got they got killed. Okay, but they still murdered two people. That yeah. You know, and, yeah. and and there was no fighting at that moment going on. You know, it, yeah, it's and, it's it, all rea- Oh, sorry, talk. Reaction. No, no, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like it 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 started the chain of events that led to to what happened. And he even said to the queen, he was like, "Nobody's saving your daughter, and I'll be damned if anyone gets down there." And then, sure enough, someone gets down there, and then they escape. And he's just like, "Well, time to get to work." <laughs> Something yeah, else I, I was uh, so, sorry. Um, something else I was gonna say is uh, part of Ramonda's I, I don't want to say Ramonda's problem, but something that she was struggling really hard to do is she had already lost one child mm-hmm. and she's struggling compartmentalizing being a queen versus being a mother and she's trying to juggle those two things. Yes. And I think it's it really shows that it is a, re- a reactionary thing, uh, the two that de- the two Talakanian deaths. 
But I think it shows how she was struggling with her own grief to be able to do her job well, because a, a queen would have said, okay, I have to let her be, I have to let her go, um, because for the good of many, I have to, you have to be okay with that. But the mother said, I lost my son already. I do not want to lose my only, my last child. Like my husband is dead. My, my son is dead. As she said to, um, Okoye, I've lost everything. Mm -hmm. So it, mm -hmm. at that point she struggles to, to, um, she struggles to to do her job and to to become to be the queen that Wakanda needs in that moment, and it, it like um, armchair quarterbacking the whole situation. You can definitely see there's several different missteps she makes, but there's no really good better option that she could have done. She was doing the best that she could with what she was what with what she had. What she um, yeah, it's just that's a whole level of humanity that. It, that I really enjoyed and really appreciated them bringing to mm -hmm. her character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to to add on to that, so not only has she lost, like you said, you know, like her husband and her son, she's lost her son twice. Twice within oh, a few yeah. years, she lost her daughter, and now she's about to lose her daughter again. So I think, you know, it's it's a, it's a series of missteps and chess moves on both parties' side. Like, mm -hmm. if Namor, especially if he was treating Shuri as well as he did, like mm -hmm. respecting her as a princess, you know, and everything like that, his first move should have been sending reps to Wakanda and just being like, she's safe, she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. because at that point, you know, I think he, you know, uh, he Namor kept calling people his child. And I wasn't sure whether that's like, are these your actual children? Because you're like 500 plus years old. Or are you just saying that because you're a god and you like, mm -hmm. I was like, it could be either or. But I was like, he's not a parent. So he wouldn't get that, that mm -hmm. he needs to like us, you know, assuage this mother of her fears. Because, yes. you know, mm -hmm. I think, you know. Um, Ramonda did a lot better than a lot of what other monarchs or even some parents would do because, you know, some is just like, all right, that's where, let's go. We know where they are. Mm -hmm. Just, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, so then, yeah. But then, uh, from Ramonda's perspective, her daughter's been kidnapped. Mm -hmm. So she has to try and rectify that situation. And she was just like, don't let anybody stop you from bringing my baby home. Mm -hmm. And okay. Nakia was just like, all right. Because she's because Nakia has also lost T'Challa, and in looking at you know her own little T'Challa, like she you know Shuri is another vestige of uh, T'Challa, King T'Challa that the prince will never meet. Mm -hmm. Yes, and so she's looking at that perspective as you know a mother for her kid as well. Um, and then at that after Nakia sin, it's kind of like. Well, we all know what's going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and I and I would definitely say like I I appreciate that the that the movie made like they they made things they tried to make things very gray so like you couldn't just mm -hmm. like really side well, okay, here are the good guys and here are the bad guys and they really did a I mean, they probably did a better job than uh Chris's uh, favorite movie, Captain America: Civil War. Then, um, <laughs> then they probably did a better job than that movie of like you know trying to get you to see both perspectives and understand 
you know, why the conflict was happening. But I mean, so team cap for life. Sokovia is not a side to side with. Yeah. Team, no, team cap. Are, are we really team Iron Man? No, 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 team cap, no, team cap. Oh, no, no, okay. the Kobe oh, Accords is not a side to hang up and just unmutual you. The Accords got repealed in, uh, by She Hulk, I think. So yeah, it's over. Yeah, So the central conflict this movie at the beginning is Namor's like, uh, so I guess the Americans have made some sort of vibranium detector and they're mm-hmm. getting close to finding us. So you guys better go, you know, bring us a scientist or we're, we'll blow up Wakanda, pretty much. We'll, you know, we'll go after you guys. So then they decide to um, go look for the scientist. Shiri wants to go. I mean, so I believe what the plan was originally just, just to send Okoye, right? And then Shiri Okoye, wanted to go. Okoye wanted to bring Shiri. Yeah, Okoye and, wanted you know, to bring like Shiri to help. get her out of the lab and get her in the field. And Ramonda was like, I don't know about this. And eventually relented and let her go. And... We go to a. We end up at MIT, which I believe MIT is the MCU's favorite college. Like I don't know why. Mm-hmm. For yep. smart people, yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. has to go to MIT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you never see you never see anybody at Harvard. But anyway, I went to a state. I went to a state school, so it is what it is. But um, we're introduced to uh, Riri Williams, who we haven't mentioned her yet. I really enjoyed Riri Williams in this movie for, like, multiple reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. But we're introduced to her. She's effectively, like, a super genius college student that I believe what she made the vibranium detector, like, well, like, on, like, some sort of, like, challenge from her professor. And I think it's, like, implied her professor, like, sold it to the U.S. government in some form. Yeah. Yeah, it was was just a normal uh, metallurgical uh, detective detection yeah. system. It wasn't supposed to be used for vibranium. It was a part of her, not her capstone, but like a, a design project for a class. And then her professor was like, hey, CIA, which, <laughs> yeah. you know, happens. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I appreciate the shade that uh, professors taking advantage of, um, you know, I oh, mean, I'm there's students work yeah yeah students work i mean i'm assuming a lot of it probably happens maybe so like with grad students and things like that and like grad research maybe i'm not i haven't i haven't been to grad school but i'm assuming that maybe they're they're throwing shade at that idea a little bit but um so first of all i just love the scene where uh Rui williams is confronted by uh, shuri and um okoye because i feel like um you know in the first movie we didn't get a ton of like like black american representation in that way and i liked seeing like sort of like you know a normal not not i mean not not normal but like sort of like your sort of like a, a black american's reaction to meeting somebody from wakanda i felt like it came mm-hmm. off as very authentic like the dormilaje yeah. just showed up in your apartment you'd be like oh oh am i being recruited like where are we going like, <laughs> oh shit, yeah. you're the princess yeah. like i appreciate it like that reaction because that's how i react like yeah. If the doorman logic yeah. said I had to go somewhere, I'm going. I'm like, bye, mom. I'll see you later. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, I, I, I'm, I'm expatriating. I'm, I'm gonna become a Wakanda. All right, bet. <laughs> oh man. Um, I think uh, the the one thing that that sticks out to me about Namor's plan about like bring us the scientists so we can kill them is one. Why wouldn't you just say to the Wakandans, okay, you kill them? Or you take them. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But the other thing is, if the scientist isn't actively building the uh, the system for them, 
then the scientist is kind of useless to you because that means they already have the plans and are able to make it on their own. Yeah. Now, if you, they want to, like, keep the scientists to, like, make it better so it's not, you know, like the size of a school bus, that's one thing. But, you know, it's sort of been like, that would have been my argument if I'm sure, like, you don't have to kill her. They don't need her anymore. They want to that's kill what her. I thought, too. I'm like, but because that didn't kind of, yeah, it didn't kind of make sense to me. Like, why does he want to kill her when if they already have the machine that means they could just go ahead and build another one without right. needing her anymore. I'm sure they got plenty of their own scientists to go and mm-hmm. figure out how the machine works and they could keep, you know, building them and stuff. Yeah. It so just there was no you- need for that. But you know what? Okay, So this is I was going to say this because okay. it was funny to me how he the initial thing with Namor was he just wanted a scientist right to get killed. Mm-hmm. But he ended up using her as an excuse to be like, you know what? I'm just going to go wage war with everybody. He just wanted to go mm-hmm. kill people. He just yeah. wanted to go to the, you know, wage war to the surface. So I think it was just, he was just using her as an excuse mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. into the, well, you know what? I'm just going to go to the surface and fuck shit up, you know? Just mm-hmm. mess everything up. It was, I, to me, it was probably just an excuse for her. Uh, she was just an excuse for him. Yeah. I agree. Um, I definitely think that, well, Namor is many things. But he is a man who has had for 500 years just this deep-seated anger for 500 years just fermenting. And so he 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 wants to kill a scientist because anger. He wants to wage war on the world from anger, from pain, from losing his mother, uh, and from what he saw at a young as a young child. And I feel like that is that is the undercurrent between like behind his entire character. Um, so yeah, he is definitely, I definitely agree. Like he's, he's just trying to find an excuse to just burn the world down. It doesn't matter if somebody had the wrong sprinkles on his donut, he would have been like, I want to burn down this entire world. Like, and, and that's, that's the thing is just like, I think, I think to skip to the end of the movie real quick is like that, that's sure. He was able to help him see, sure. He was able to achieve what T'Challa could not with Killmonger. And I think that is, mm-hmm. that is, I think, the most, I, I, in my perspective, sure is greatest accomplishment. I think, I think the, also the thing between Killmonger and Namor is Killmonger would never have asked anyone for help, where mm-hmm. Namor was just like, you're, you're like me. So mm-hmm. let, let, like, let's do this together. together Whereas yeah. Killmonger, because, you know, Killmonger was the, the, the embodiment of the African proverb, the child that doesn't feel the warmth of the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. Yeah. Um, and Namor was just like, yeah, okay, but that's the world. We'll burn down the war world to feel warm, <laughs> you know, you and me. Yeah. I, so I think, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Like this thing might be a little out there. You said, "Why did he want the? You know, why didn't or like why did he want to be the one to kill Riri?" And I think A is a very, very like proud, proud man. And B, I think because Shuri and Riri were the ones that figured out his weakness. I think he, and again, I could be completely wrong because he just just seems like a man who's ready to be on hinge. Um, uh, no ladies, not like that. Okay. <laughs> Just like he wants to fight things. Okay. I think that he had the foresight to, to understand like, okay, look, on this technology is extremely like advanced. 
they know what they're doing. And if this scientist gets a whole, like, like the, the Gorkhanans, like, group up with them, shit's going to happen, and I need to take care of it first. But I have to, like, make them, make the Wakandans understand that we're really on the same team, when in reality, like, we're not. Um, I, that's, that's just my, like, thinking, because mm-hmm. I got that feel, too. I was like, why wouldn't you just do it yourself? Dude, you literally snuck into Wakanda. Just go find her. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think I, I, again, I could be wrong, that he understood how smart and how far advanced not just technology mm-hmm. in Wakanda was, but also the intellect of uh, Wakanda. And if they got this asset of Riri Williams added to them, it would be like monstrous problems for him, which eventually did become monstrous problems for him. Mm-hmm. No, I think that that's what it is. He wanted to involve Wakanda. So either, I guess, to, to use to his advantage, you know, mm-hmm. he it, it was an ulterior motive. Definitely anything that he can use for the protection of his people, that's what he's going to do. You know, it was self-interest for mm-hmm. sure when it came to Wakanda, so. And yeah. he was pissed at them because, you know, he blames them for people finding out about vibranium because it's like, if you wouldn't have said anything, if you wouldn't have opened your borders and opened your world up, then this wouldn't be happening. Thank yeah. you. That's his train of thought. Yeah, and, and it's interesting to think about because Ryan Coogler knew that he wanted Namor to be the antagonist at while filming Black Panther because there was originally going to be a post-credit scene of water footsteps in the palace in Wakanda. Oh. But then Marvel was just like, nah. Which kind of makes sense because if he was going to get blipped, then it'd be like, okay, so then Namor just walked in there and then just left <laughs> and didn't <laughs> yeah. do anything for like five, yeah. six years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, so I think this, this, this kind of... Uh, conflict was always coming with you know what kind of opening up and then talokan would have been like can you not (laughs) (laughs) yeah i definitely think they were planning on they were planning on a wakanda versus you know talokan or you know for a while it was atlanta story for a while because i think even i believe it's it's in game where like there were black widows like talking to the other Mm -hmm. you know the the, yes. I mean, the in-between, you know, semi-Avengers team. I, get, I don't know what you would call them. And Okoye is like, yeah, <laughs> the they some earthquakes Avengers underwater. <laughs> and they just, you know, and that never gets brought up again. So mm-hmm. could that be related? Who knows? Someone should ask Feige. Feige would probably just say, yeah, because he wants everything to seem as connected as possible. But yeah, they do mention like earthquakes underwater. Okoye does. In the Atlantic Ocean. In the yeah. Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Now, my... My one beef that is connected to uh, Endgame and Wakanda Forever is that Shuri should not have been blipped. She should have been the one, instead of Okoye, it should have been Shuri, who is, you know, now has stepped in as either the protector or just the, you know, world representative. But, you know, because that also helps, like, with sort of, like, the age thing, because, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and that also adds another layer to her character because at this point then she loses to T'Challa twice and you know one time you could bring him back this next time you couldn't yeah mm-hmm. and how does that reconcile with the character but, but then the, again they, they didn't know yeah, but I was still say, they didn't know they're gonna lose Chadwick Boseman when they were filming Endgame in probably what 20 2018 even yeah 17 mm-hmm. maybe so but I 
But I still think at least by Black Panther 3, either Shuri should have become a Black Panther or the writing was going to be on the wall that she's going to be the next Black Panther and her not being snapped was a product of that. Because, you know, the character of Shuri is only 17 years old Mm -hmm. and her character's arc was always to become the Black Panther. And she has. That's how it happened in the comics, right? Like, that's how it was in the comics. Yeah, T'Challa was incapacitated for a while mm-hmm. and then she became both the leader and the ruler and the, and the black panther yeah and then he got better and got his powers in a different way and then they were both the black panther but in just different ways and she remained the ruler for i think up until maybe like six or seven years ago okay uh, but you know marvel rebooted a couple times uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, so one, I mean, I just so, so like going on with the like moving on with the with with the storyline of the movie. So I believe at, at like before they visit MIT, like Shuri and Okoye, like they call Everett Ross when he's like jogging, and he's just like, oh yeah, I don't know how much I can help you guys. I got like a new a new boss, and she's something else. <laughs> and then later on, um, they're uh, they're attacked like I be- they're they're in Rui Williams like garage. I believe she has. Like, mm-hmm. uh, she has like her garage where she has like her dad's cars where she does all her work and um you get like a night you get like a really good like chase fight scene with the three of them dealing um fighting like with the Talokanians for the first time and like I loved I love the action scenes um Guerrero got to get here because like she's usually used to coming in and dominating most people and she was doing like death blows on the Talokanians and like they weren't going down. And I think this is, like, one of the first few times you've seen her actually feel like, you know, like, have a little bit of fear and, like, be a little intimidated. Like, oh, these, yeah, yeah. these people are, they're they're doing something else, you know? <laughs> Riri gets to, like, fly in, like, her first, like, her, like, Mark One Iron Man suit, mm-hmm. which is, like, mm-hmm. she was able to do a lot with it, to be honest, for, like, as janky as they made it look. And, um, I mean, you have that battle and effectively, like, Shuri and Riri get kidnapped, and that's pretty much the end of that, you know. And then um, the cops show up, and um, the cops are also murdered by the Talokanians, which is just like, I, don't, I feel like they just put that in there to be petty. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold, on. No, like, hold on a second. Let me go kill these people real quick. Yeah, like, hold, wait, wait, wait. There, all right, the cops are like, oh, okay, all right. And then they left. Yeah, so. Um, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do want to say, did everybody else's theater when uh, Atuma stuck the spear into the ground and like yeah, clothesline? Everybody did went, everybody yeah. go like, oh, Ooh. Ooh. it was yeah, just yeah. a crazy. I, I, I felt yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And you heard the snap and then she, you know, like snapped it back. Yeah, I was boom. like, oh. Like, you just like, Ding. I was like, oh, everybody in my theater was like, yo. <laughs> so, I. I, I want to talk a little bit about Rhea Williams' a suit and that whole fight scene because that entire sequence is literally... there. There's so many different bits where they're just paralleling Iron Man 1. For mm-hmm. I Williams. was thinking the same thing. I yeah. was thinking the same thing. The yeah. parallels were top tier. I loved it. It was... it it That was a moment where I cried because I love Rhea Williams so much. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. And I love all those little details where I was like, this is the comic book character that I know and I love. Mm -hmm. It was perfect. Another, we have an iron person who is once again portrayed in the MCU exactly like they are in the comic books. It's great. 
yeah, it's perfect. I'm so excited. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I mean, we can get into this a little bit later, but I, I, I want another reason I liked her outside of representation was that I'm glad that Shuri got to have like a friend because I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, everybody that Shuri interact with, if they're not a family member, they're like a friend of the family, things like that. And I feel like, like if she were to have friends, it it would be it, it, like a, if she were to have like a best friend, I like that it's, it's Riri Williams, you know, mm-hmm. because it was someone that, Someone that's pretty much just as smart as her that can, you know, mm-hmm. she can talk to on like an intellectual level, but it's also different. Um, mm-hmm. She's able to learn from a little bit. And I just appreciated that because, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, she she loses, I mean, you know, most of her family in this movie. So it's just like, you know, I'm glad that she at least had like a buddy for, yeah. you know. At her same, you know, similar age, you know, as mm-hmm. well. I mean, she has Mbaku too, because like, he's very, he's the, the way that Mbaku came in, like, was basically the the the, the brother figure, mm-hmm. talking sense and supporting her and everything. But it's not the same as having my bestie here that I could talk to, like, you know, more personal stuff. Yeah, because before this movie, everybody was just like, oh, I can't wait for Peter and Shuri to meet. They're going to be such, you know, great, dorky, nerdy best friends mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And now she has Riri and it's like, well, I, you know, it could be all three of them, but yeah, no, Shuri and Riri for sure. Yeah, best friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Shuri, Riri, and and uh, uh, MJ is at MIT too now. Yeah. Yes, like, yes, that's we uh, have yeah. an opportunity of mm-hmm. it's gonna be amazing. Yes, three so. black women, three strong black women, and Ned maybe, maybe. <laughs> and Ned, Ned maybe. he's just there. tagging along, you know. He's just there. Yeah. Um, I I like I like the idea of both of them being friends. Not for all of the things that you guys said, but also because if you really think about it, no one can keep up with her intellect, just like you guys said, someone just is smart. But also everyone just kind of looks at her as a princess. Like think about like, mm-hmm. you know, people not being real with you all the time and like having mm-hmm. a friend like that, just like you said, the, uh, you know, they'll, they'll put you on to what you're really like and they'll like, mm-hmm. they'll keep it 100% with you and it, it's just like McCoy said, like you need to get out of your lab and stop like keeping yourself locked in. And, and I really think that it opened her up to like, yeah, it, it like humanized. It. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to point up uh, just a point that Dainty has said before about Queen Ramonda, about her struggle of struggling and being a, a queen, a leader, and then being a mother. What happened with Okoye? Um, mm. Cause this is what the thing is, right? To me, if you're royalty, uh, I, I understand that, you know, it comes with certain risk and everything. You know, you have to protect the leadership. You have to protect, you know, the, mon- the, the their, your leaders and stuff. But Wakanda is, you know, their leaders have always been fighters. They've always been in the field, you know, you know, getting, you know, into these fights, going, you know, doing all that stuff. So to me, it made sense that Shuri also stepped out into the field to go, you know, do stuff that, Every other Wakandan has done. So, like, kind of, like, I, I, I'm guessing you guys saw, you know, uh, the, the House of the Dragon, what, you know, Renera did with her son, sending them over to do royal stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. They have to go and meet with people and do, and everything. So, I think that, to me, it was a little, I, I, I don't agree that, what, of what the queen did of, you know, basically uh, dismissing Okoye, like, that's it, you're done, this is mm-hmm. your fault. Because 
again, this is something that Shuri as a princess, as a leader, is expected to do. To, to be, and especially as a Wakandan, that knowing that that's something that they always done. But she wanted to protect her kid. That's when her mother instincts kick in instead of the leader instinct. Of, mm-hmm. uh, no, I got to protect her. And I, it, you know, I have to keep her safe. And I don't want to let her go. Even though she knows that this is something that even her son has always done. You know, even her son, you know, T'Challa always did that. He was always out there. So it, 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 I love that, that that was that struggle with her, like you said, Dainty, with between having to do uh, things as being a mother and also as being a leader. So that was, I, I appreciated that as well. Yeah, so I guess, um, yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with all of those sentiments. Um, so the, the next two scenes, I forget which order they're in, but we have like... Shuri and Riri, you know, they get to go to Talakan and Shuri gets the VIP tour with Namor, <laughs> which this scene yes. uh, is inspired, I'm sure at this point, you know, countless fan fiction stories and, uh, you know, and fan art. Uh-huh. Tumblr. You know, Namor, you know, he takes Shuri, shows her around, give her, gives her his little backstory, world. you know, whole new world. He gives her he gives her his mom's bracelet, you know, which that's, is he pretty much proposed right there. Gave, gave her gave her a dress and jewelry. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um yeah, so he he shows her around, you know, we get we get Namor's backstory, which I mean we've kind of alluded to before, but um mm-hmm. uh I mean you some what how about someone from the someone from the audience can explain, oh. you know, Namor's blood backstory and maybe how it connects to some historical context, because I'm not Definitely not the expert for sure. I mean, I, 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 I'm not an expert in, you know, obviously, in indigenous like that. I just know general, you know, uh, history and stuff. Uh, obviously, the his mother, you know, 500 years ago, his mother and the, her tribe were there during when the Spaniards arrived. They had the smallpox as something that, you know, very known. Yeah. They brought their diseases and stuff. And... Um, and I like how they made it that she was pregnant with Namor during that time. And that's why he he was able to get, you know, the mutant gene and, and the powers that the Talokani have, but also, you know, human attributes that he could, you know, stay out of the water and stuff. Um, and I like that they actually had a, a shaman or, you know, like a, a, a medicine man and that he was inspired to find this thing like i so you know it 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 it, it plays into the thing of the, the indigenous people how they believed in these deities and that these yeah. deities actually responded to them and took care of them um so i thought that was pretty cool on on that and anybody want to add later on for the colonization part dainty or uh taco <laughs> so uh, i i liked that as well cuz it parallels it's the mirror image which this this movie does a lot of it's the mirror image of bast being the one who's like hey this is the heart-shaped herb for wakanda Mm -hmm. and i think it's interesting that that um we have the the, uh uh, mesoamerican indigenous people their deity leads them to the way that they will survive and for wakanda their deity shows them the way to survive as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it also helps establish Wakandans also are indigenous too. So I, I, that's just like a little note that, that I thought was really interesting. Uh, but yeah, so 
Um, and then in 15, like 77, I think it said, um, you know, Spaniards came to colonize and, and that's what pushed Talacan into the, into the water, so to speak. Um, I have a quick question for you guys. Did you guys, did you guys think that, that when he said that he aged slower, that meant that he matured slower? So like when he, like his mother was like dying and he's like 10, like that must've been like 50 years or so. Something like that, yeah. Something, Something like, like that. that. Oh, okay, so like so he's the mentality with a mentality of like older, okay. 35, 40 year old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm figuring. Yeah. Like, think like I think of it like Thor. How Thor is like, I guess, approaching. Uh, I, I would say probably his 40s or something like that, maybe his late 30s or something like that, even though he's 1,500 years old. I would mm-hmm. say it's something similar. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, yeah, but the, the scene where he goes to bury his mom mm. and he yeah. sees how the Spaniards have colonized uh, the indigenous peoples there, and, you know, the first thing, like, the, I don't think it was the priest, but it was one of the, I, for all, they looked like slaves. So I'm going to say slave owners. Yeah, was, yeah. Was, no, they were definitely slave owners. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was just that like. Was a plantation. <laughs> yeah. Was just, you know, it just wasn't cotton. So it was just like, eh. Uh, but he, he was just, he, he was just like, uh, uh, you know, whose child is this? They're like. <laughs> I don't know who that little kid is. Right. It's like, it's not mine. And then, you know, he starts to fly and they're like, demon, demon. And then, you know, the Talokans or wait, are we calling them Talokanians or? Yeah, I was calling them. I was saying Talokans because it's Talokan, but it's Talokan. I don't know. Because in Spanish, we would say, I guess, Talokanis. Yeah. But y'all better find out because, you know, that's going to be your future. Uh, place to live, so. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we need to going, I, I like it, Talocani. You know, they, they took care of business and then the priest was, you know, like, hijo sin amor, and then he's like, so that's what you got my name. Yeah, I, like, I really liked how they did that. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. I, yeah. I just been there, I was just like, ooh, he's sitting nice right now. Top. Yes. Like, that's um, so original, you know? It, mm-hmm. it, was, it was, you know, again, differing from the making sure that Every single aspect of the new spin that they put on this character was original, was something mm, different yeah. than what it was in the com than what's in the comics, you know. So I, I absolutely love that. Um, Me too. Tia, did I send I, you the the uh, the post where the guy went to go? Uh, the a guy was Latino. He went to go see it with his dad, and the dad was just like, "Oh, so uh, no more? Does that mean? Does that mean no?" Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, Dad. That's just his name from the comics, and then the scene in the movie happens, and he, he, he and said his Thor dad was like, looking like Thor from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Just like, like oh, you see, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, all over Tumblr right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also like because I, 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 a lot of of the you know, palm people. Uh, like to bring up, you know, with the whole woke argument and stuff like that, how they like to bring up, oh, well, Wakanda didn't go do anything when slave happened, when slavery happened and stuff. And that's kind of a, an argument that I've heard about, you know, Talocan and Namor as well. Like, oh, well, he saw his people suffering and he didn't do anything either. It's like, dude, the, the main thing, the, I, I, the main concern for these leaders were their people. 
And mm-hmm. even though he know, obviously, I'm sure that he would have loved to done something, but then that meant exposing everything else and everybody that you know is under his, under in under his leadership, his kingdom. He couldn't do that. And mm-hmm. and, and and I'm gonna be honest, you know, if if you're bringing up that point, if you you know if you are white and bringing up that point, okay, if they did that, there would be no white people that perpetrated that that would still be alive. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. with the uh, the Talocani having vibranium, with the Wakandans having vibranium, you know they're decades, if not centuries, ahead of them in technology. Like, it's it's a wrap. Yeah. yeah. Like there would be no Tony Stark, even though there's not Tony Stark anymore. Rip. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like, <laughs> you know, I I don't know what point y'all like you you're, yeah, you're trying to. They're yeah. trying to make a point. They're trying to, you know, like they're they're trying to like flip yeah. racism on mm-hmm. on, on people. Yeah, yep. that's exactly uh, what it is. There there are some geeks and gamers type people that are they're they're really hurt about this movie. I saw one uh, screenshot of a video of a thumbnail, which I I was like, I'm curious to see why they're saying this, but at the same time, I'm protecting was my peace and not watching this. No, I saw that face. one. Okay, that one yeah, made me laugh. That one made yeah. me laugh, but no, it's not that one. It was the one that said this, uh, that Wakanda Forever is racist, that this is Marvel's Songs of the South. Oh, God. Yeah, I saw that one. Oh, my God. I didn't see that. Oh, my God. And now I'm just like, okay, who was Uncle Remus? Oh, man, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there, was, Moving on. there was somebody who said that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These people are wild. Bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wild. I mean, we've talked about it before, but there's, I mean, there is definitely like a sector of like, I mean, I don't even know what you call them, like, 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 like alt right type folks that are like infiltrating. Mm-hmm. They, they've pretty much tried to infiltrate every large fandom that exists, right? Star Wars, mm-hmm. Marvel, they're an anime, etc. And it's just like anything that doesn't like exclusively focus on these people and what they like they think mm-hmm. is like woke and bad and it's just it it, it gets mm-hmm. exhausting mm-hmm. or anything yeah. that pinpoints toward realist like real life issues that has happened and you know they try to do like you know bring it into the the movies or the shows and stuff it's like oh my god they're attacking us they yeah. they we we're getting you know of course the they want to be oppressed so bad you know mm-hmm. or whatever <laughs> so um yeah yeah so i'm trying to i'm trying to think so so while everything is happening um like like in Talokan you know Shuri's getting the tour back in Wakanda we you know we have the Probably one of the best acted scenes of the movie where, you know, the leaders of Wakanda are like reconvening. Shiri's been kidnapped and um, Okoye gets fired. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you they have that like, was just a, that was a scene. Yeah, that was a scene. Everybody. With, um, mm-hmm. Angela Bassett and Denai Guerrero. Like my scene. Well, I mean, my theater was silent. And I mean, they did a really good job of pretty much portraying this argument where Ramonda at this point is upset. You know, like you mentioned before, she's lost two. She's lost her. She's lost her husband. She's lost her son. She's afraid. She's fearing the worst for her daughter. And, you know, she let Shuri go on the trip because Okoye suggested it. So she's really mad at Okoye. She fires Okoye. And of course, this is a big deal for Okoye because Okoye's whole identity is being is not just Andor Milaje, but being the leader. It's pretty much a thing that, I mean, we can assume she's worked her entire life to do. 
Um, and they haven't. Sorry. Yeah, they haven't explicitly said it, and maybe we'll get more in the Wakanda series. But if the comic, in uh, if it's a just a straight up adaptation from the comic, like this is like your job. Like this is what you trained to since you're a kid. Like I'm this sorry. is all you know. Yeah, like, like a Spartan. Spartan. Well, that, yeah. That's all. That's that's who they. Are. That's what it is. You know. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Until you reach, I guess, teacher age, or you die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and what's really tragic about this scene too, since like Ramonda dies later, like they never make up. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. Okoye is not rehired in the Dormelage either. So it's like, you know, I, I think this they're really trying to push it. This is a turning point for that character. And I think, you know, with Okoye, I think you sort of kind of have the question. I'm like, okay, so imagine you, you know, you work hard to get to your dream job. You're in your dream job and you get fired. Well, then what's next? And mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a few ways they could go. I'm, I'm hearing that there's going to be some sort of Wakanda, Wakanda you know, Dormalaje type scene. Dormalaje, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm... Coming down the pipeline. Um but yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed you know I enjoyed the sequence. You obviously had that great moment where uh, she uh, Okoye gets to bicker with um, Abaku, and he you know he calls our ball headed demon. It was just he was <laughs> Winston Duke did a great job of uh, like being comic relief in this movie. But I feel like they did a good job of not making him like like overly silly. You know, he's sort mm-hmm. of like he's sort of he- like the goofy uncle. You know. Mm-hmm. He's sort mm-hmm. of, you know, he's sort of like the goofy uncle, and I, I really appreciated that. Um, but so, well, she's a midnight angel now. Yeah, she's a midnight yes. angel now. Yeah, and, and uh, their they uh, their introduction uh, was great. So obviously, it's just her and Anika now. So they mm-hmm. could, you know, there's only like uh, four or six of them. But if they keep them, that means for Black Panther three, you could have. Namor and Talokan and Shuri and Wakanda versus Doom. Because Doom is just like, I want the vibranium now. Yes. Yeah, I I definitely think that. I love that. I I would expect that they're going to do more with the search for vibranium storyline as far as it being like like, almost like a new arms race type deal. Mm -hmm. Um, Since Valentina dreams of that. Valen- yeah, that's what I was going to say. Valentina's like, mm-hmm. yeah. She's like America with vibranium. vibranium and only America with vibranium? Yes. What? And be like, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> so I believe the next scene, I, I know one, one thing that happened is that, you know, you sort of have, um, it's a CIA, right? So you sort of have like mm-hmm. Everett Ross and CIA is looking at the crime scene from like the battle, you know, near MIT. You learn that his boss is, um, well, is, is it Contessa Allegra de Vontaine? Is that her whole name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We learned that that not only is his boss, but also his ex-wife. So, Hilarious. That, that, that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I so uh, this is this is one part of the movie that was debated. It's like, oh, should this you know CIA storyline have been in here and the things of that nature? I think it needed to be in here because but that was what initiated the whole problem. Yeah. Exactly. It, it gave it gave context and it gave Namor, it gave Namor more of a reason for his actions, why he was acting the way he was, because it's like there is this threat of like America sort of lurking in the background of, well, we've got to figure this out because, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to hunt for, you know, they're going to keep hunting for this vibranium. But you, you essentially have a situation where Everett Ross trying to cover for the Wakandas as much as possible, not really mm-hmm. doing a great job. 
Um, <laughs> right. How did this man you know, last this long in the CIA? <laughs> well, so. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, you're absolutely spot on. Like, I definitely think it's needed, right? I, but I also think, like, obviously he didn't know that the beads were bugged, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's how everything gets sieved out. But, like, I, I will say that, that he is used as a plot device to show just how cruel colonizers are to themselves and their mm. own. It's not, they're, they're not looking at, at another white person and being like, oh, you're a white person, you're on the side, like, I'm going to cover for you. They're like, no, you are inhibiting my rise to power. I'm going to, I'm going to jail you. I'm going to have you either be sent off to a black site or to prison or to be executed because that was, that, those were the three options of where he was going. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm rocking with Ross as rock is, Ross is rocking with us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, the, man, the man did not ask for amnesty. The man did not ask for to be rescued. He did what he did, knowing the consequences and knowing the, the possible situation. And he was resigned to his fate. He was, he was like, this is, I'm doing what is right. Yeah. I know that Shuri says, you know, you owe us. The man was going to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. He was going to, he was going to, he was going to side with Wakanda either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know why he married her in the first place. <laughs> yeah. But we're young that's and a whole dumb. other conversation. <laughs> yeah. Young is dumb. <laughs> and also uh, the with the whole thing, uh, you know how Valentina and the Contessa was like, how are we going to attack Wakanda? She was like, destabilize. Uh, how do you say that word? Destabilization. Yeah, destabilization, which is, I love that they use that because that's basically what happens in the real world. Yeah. But, but it's, that's basically what happened in the movie. Even though it wasn't her directly, but it was a, it, the CIA and her were, you know, part of that whole destabilization because, again, they did that. They went after the vibranium. Namor came and was like, that's your fault. And then, you know, series of yeah. events after that. But, but I'm going to be honest. She said that, and I'm like, with what? Because Killmonger's uh-huh. gone. Yeah. So, like, it'd be one thing if that would have been Black Panther 3 where, kill, you know, the U.S. Like, conquered Killmonger to do that because they did that in the comics. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like, okay, the Thunderbolts, the Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. Because how, how? The, only, the only threat that's really there for the Thunderbolts is Ghost because we don't know how her powers interact with Vibranium. Other than that, you just have some reg. I mean, not regular because uh, you know a few of them are highly trained Super assassins and everything. Assassins, pretty much, yeah. But we we know the door Milaje can take it to Black Widows. Now you have Mbaku, who very w- may well get a synthetic heart shaped herb because he is the king. Mm-hmm. And you have Shuri that's still there as the Black Panther. So, um, and I and I can't believe that Bucky would do anything but be a plant to yeah. help the Wakandans. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, that's what I'm trying. I I've, I've been trying to think about like how are they gonna? Because first of all, how are they gonna get into Wakanda in the first place? That that thing is seriously protected. I mean, invaders from outer space couldn't get in. You know, without, without sacrificing like power. hundreds exactly. of thousands. Exactly. And number two, they're, they Wakandans don't trust anybody, you know. They, they're not gonna be like, oh yeah, they're cool, you know. Come in, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and and then number three, um, if if Wakanda gets attacked, I have I think that most of these superheroes are gonna come inside with Wakanda, you know. A lot of you know, like 
Bucky, of course, I think would do it. And then everybody, Riri Williams, of course, is going to be there helping them out and stuff. So Sam. Exactly, Sam. Sam. Yeah. So, how? Yeah, how are they gonna even think about doing that? I think I don't necessarily think the Thunderbolts are gonna be related to. They might be tangentially related to a search for vibranium, but I think that Secret Invasion is gonna give us a lot more context to what the Thunderbolts will be up to considering mm-hmm. the, the different players that are going to be involved in that. And I think Valentina is just like, this would be great. But she, I, I feel like she wants to get Vibranium more for the trophy that that would be. Mm-hmm. And then Secret Invasion happens. We have scrolls. That's the actual existential crisis that they need to confront. That's why they have the Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. I, I'm really hoping Secret Invasion is not tied to just a show. Like it honestly needs Same. to be a phase at a mm-hmm. minimum. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause, well, cause the whole, I, I'm curious about how that, cause Everett Ross is going to have a role in that secret invasion show. So I'm curious, <laughs> like, like what that, you know, kind of what that connects to. And it is weird that it is a show and not like connected to the movies, but it, it easily could be. You know, we may find out that certain characters that we've seen yeah. already in Phase 4 were scrolls. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's a, scary. It's an interesting <laughs> thing. I just want to know how they're going to connect everything with the Secret War with the multiverse thing. Like, because that's two very... Yeah, big, two very different know, things that you didn't events. necessarily need to do. Mm-hmm. Um. So I believe, uh, so after the confrontation, I think, I believe the next scene is Ramona goes to Haiti to recruit, re-recruit Nakia. And mm-hmm. I love, I love the shout out to Haiti in this movie, mainly because mm-hmm. um, it was one of the countries that, you know, effectively like rebelled against its, against its colonizers and, you know, still feeling mm-hmm. repercussions to this day. They were the first. Yeah. It was um, the, yeah. If it wasn't for the Haitian revolution, everyone in this country would be speaking French. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah I love I I love yeah I like the shout out to Haiti. Ramonda has to go to Nakia and she's like, uh, we need get to get my back. baby. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't and you know they keep it really vague where they're like, oh why why have you been here? And Nakia's just like, oh I you know she does I, I seeing it a second time. Nakia does say, oh I'm a different person now than I used to be than when she was a spy. Mm-hmm. And you just assume, like, okay, she's just been out of the game for a while just because she retired. Mm-hmm. But I think the implication is that, you know, she's she's become a mother, right? So she's, you know, yeah. she's created life and she's nurturing life as opposed to taking it, which is what she did before. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so Nakia gets recruited. I did see, I it, one thing that is nice, too, is um the little boy that's uh, T'Challa's son at the end. He is seen, and the he is he's one. He he's seen with two other kids at the beginning mm-hmm. that like kind of yes, that yes. kind of meet Ramona. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah, it's the same, it's the same kid. So I like that that like egg was laid there, and then um, I believe like the next thing is that they kind of get the business right where Nakia, she uh she gets she has enough technology to like go underwater and go to Talakan mm-hmm. and go mm-hmm. to rescue um. Go to rescue Shuri and uh, Riri and, like, you know, you get into a conflict. Um, and I, you know, we said before that she ends up killing two of the Talokanians and mm-hmm. ends up rescuing them and taking them out. So 
Obviously, that happens. Mm-hmm. Namor sees that, you know, that not only have they escaped, but they killed, you know, they killed his people. So Namor is like, all right, I'm done playing games. And he and, and he goes and they kind of have like, I mean, the, the reunion is very brief because like the flooding starts pretty soon after yeah. Shuri's return to the kingdom. And we have, uh, I'll say that I actually don't know how to swim well. And this scene made me want to learn how to swim. Because I, <laughs> I, I mean, we, we can talk about our favorite parts of the fight scene. But I, I, I really like seeing how like, how like deadly water can be. I mean, typically, you know, when people deal with hurricanes, things of that nature, they're able to see that. But water is a very, very deadly weapon. And in many ways mm-hmm. is pretty much unstoppable for the most part. So, you know, they, they, you know, they attack Wakanda and I mean, they pretty much, they, 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 you know, the Wakandas pretty much get their butts kicked in this first, uh, this -hmm. first battle. Um, I like the, and the second battle to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, both. M'Baku tries to, you know, he tries to fight Namor, Namor one punches him and knocks him out. (laughs) All right, I'm good. He's like. Ooh. <laughs> like, Ooh. I'm gonna go to my books. I gotta research this guy. <laughs> I gotta go yeah. research. Does anybody have uh, any carrots, carrots, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where are my carrots? <laughs> and and they do. So I so they so so the sequence is like doesn't more. Well, he throws a bomb at like the um, well at like their throne room, like like the glass or like the, the he barrier several. or whatever. He throws, he throws several. several. He throws several. It blows up. That room gets flooded, and I think. Like Riri is drowning and Ramonda goes to get her, and yeah, they're pretty much they're... both drowning. And um, yeah. Ramonda doesn't make it. You know, like super emotional scene. Everybody's quiet in the theater. Very mm-hmm. sad. So, I guess one thing I want to talk about. We can talk about the the battle in general, and then also, how did you guys feel about uh, them taking out Angela Bassett? Because I didn't go into the movie. I did not think they were honestly going to. I didn't think that they were going to kill anyone, kill any of the good guys after Chadwick dying in real life. And I was like, man, this family is just, they've gone through so much, yeah. you know? I i was not, listen, I was, before the movie came out, I was like, they there's no way mm-hmm. that they're going to have no more kill the queen. There's yep. no way. Because I kept hearing people say that. When I tell you the first time, because I, I said it twice, the first time I saw it and that happened, I was so mad. I was just sitting there quiet, like, nah, they didn't do this right now. Like, I was seriously pissed. I was pissed. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm zoning out right now because I'm just like not into it anymore. But then I was like, you know what? Let's just wait and see how the story progresses, how this plays into everything, the, the, the you know, the whole dynamic and everything. So then I saw the rest of the movie and I was like, all right, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. Why they had, you know, why they went that route. Even though, I mean, it's still not my favorite thing, but I understand, you know. But yeah, I was not. I was not happy when that first happened. I first saw that at all. My my theater was dead silent. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like every you could hear a pin drop in that entire theater because it was it, it was written. I mean, just like you, you said, Chris, like they were barely together. They literally hugged each other moved around, like, exchanged pleasantries, and then, bam, she died. And it, it was it was a lot. It was a lot, especially, like, you know, Sherry's, like, the acting was incredible. Like, 
everything about that whole scene was great because you know like you're like oh of course she's gonna be okay because it's plot armor you know she's amazing <laughs> she's Angela fucking Bassett no one's gonna do anything to her yeah. mm. they went Game and of Thrones then, <laughs> yeah yeah and they just they, yes. took, they just went they said you know what nah not this time and I really I like every part of me was like okay all right she's gonna be okay the chest is popping up she's gonna be all right and then and then the you know like the audio stopped and they were holding it. I was like, oh shit, this is real. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot to, to, yeah. to like grasp. Yeah. And, and I, then, sorry, go ahead. It's, it's just the fact that her last act was to save Riri mm-hmm. because I mean, I guess the strength, cause it wasn't like, you know, Riri was just kind of like hanging on to the, the side while she was unconscious. No, she was fully on the platform. So to be able to, you know, like, I, I don't know how tall Angela Bassett is uh, as opposed to Dominique Thorne, but like they're not too far off in height. But to be able to like drag her up, swim yourself up with her, they're both, you know, like at least 10 to 12 feet underwater and then throw her up like that's her last act was to sacrifice for the future for this child that she had just met. And she she is former Dora Milaje. She is, like, like you were saying, she's sacrificing for the future. But she also, her last act was to be the queen of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. That, like, like uh, kind of talked about earlier, she made a lot of missteps, right? But her last act was to put Wakanda first in what she believed in. Mm-hmm. Not, not bending to an angry man who wanted to burn the world. She, she stood up and she said, no, this is what I believe in that. This is what mm-hmm. matters to me. And I get why they killed her off is my favorite really, but it, it makes sense. And I definitely feel like it makes her sacrifice. It makes the, it's not going to sound weird, but it makes what her sacrificing for Riri, I think, may play a part in Riri's own storyline later on. Oh, definitely. It's going gonna, it's gonna to play... Uh, she's going to carry that in her very much and just, you know, the appreciation for Wakanda and for the people and stuff. It's going to be great. And, I, and, one, and one thing I would just want to bring out, you know, what, what Killmonger told Shuri um, of not taking away the Queen's agency, she sacrificed herself. She made the decision to do that. It's all on her. Not in a bad way, I'm just saying, but don't take that away from her because mm. she did a noble thing. Yeah. As rude, you know, as trying to do the last right thing that she could do. In a different way than what T'Chaka would have done. Yes. Because yeah. T'Chaka would have let Riri die. Yes. Pretty much at any step of the way. Yeah. He definitely <laughs> yeah. would. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> oh, what? Like, what? Bring her. Here yeah. you go. Right there. Or T'Chaka would have been like, all right, into... snap. Here, do you want her head? Like, I'm going to <laughs> yeah, yeah, that she's yeah. dead. I guess that kind of ties into, like, what Dainty was saying before. Because, like, if you really think about it, most most monarchs are, like, are men, right? Mm-hmm. And they, I, when you were talking about that whole thing, I, I kept thinking to myself, yeah, but, like, I, but I guess a man wouldn't, like, think like that because they're just supposed to be the king. You know, they're just supposed to blah, 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 blah. Right, they're not supposed to have any like emotional attachment. So, like, you're right. The jungle would have been like, "Peace, little girl." But then, yeah. like, you know, he did it to his own brother. Which, yeah, exactly. You think he's gonna qualms about some little girl that he doesn't even know? 
Exactly. So then, like, she definitely was like, no, this is like, you're one of my own. I gotta save you. And, and it's interesting to, to see that perspective. I, I, I loved it. Yeah. She she was, I feel like an, an internal side of it was her looking at, her looking at Riri, seeing the, the genius technological girl that she is and saw her own daughter and also mm-hmm. thought somewhere out there, there is a mother who is wondering mm-hmm. where her daughter is. Yeah. Cause um, that was, yeah. I mean, that's my really was yeah, and I call that was my the mother, first thing right? she yeah. asked. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I just I, would... I, I remember telling Tia before the movie came out, I was like, if it turns out that no more killed T'Challa or if he kills uh, Ramonda, because we both there was a video we both saw where someone was like, no more was going to kill Ramonda. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to have beef with that fish. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think I also think that 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 him, the fact that what he does causes the surge to die, draws mm-hmm. a line to, him back to him losing his own mother and in that moment he's thinking oh yeah i've removed the obstacle i am sure and righteous in this moment mm-hmm. but i think for him in in the end when he ends up looking back at it where uh shuri is like his mother is reaching out for him uh mm-hmm. to what i am assuming is their version of the ancestral thing mm-hmm. he realizes that's the moment when he went too far yeah mm-hmm. so Oh yeah. Because he was trying to make Shuri be without love like him. Oh he was my like, God, Chris. That's the God right damn. way to go. And then God he's just like, right no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, you know, you had the ancestral plan with Ramonda saying, show them who you who mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, another Lion King parallel. Remember, <laughs> remember. Oh no. <laughs> Not again. I would agree with. Yeah, I'd agree with everyone's sentiments, and I think that seeing like oh you know, God. seeing the ending of this movie and where it went, I think you had to, you had to lose Ramonda in order to really push Shuri into fully like taking on like the Black Panther mantle. Because I mean, Shuri really had to grow up in this movie, you mm-hmm. know, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean that that happens. We have another funeral. <laughs> We have another funeral that's very similar to the one they had for for T'Challa. Um, in this time, um, Mbaku, you know, has a, a moment with Shuri where he's just like, you know, hey, I'm here if you need me. He, you know, and you really get to see, like I said, I really like that Mbaku got to be like the, he got to be the really like the cool, the cool yet goofy uncle that you could go to, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe if you had an issue and you didn't necessarily want to go to your parents. He was an uncle that you could talk to, you know, things of that nature. So I like that he was um he was sort of he, he was sort of there in that role. And um then at this point, I believe Shuri, she she's taken another stab at she takes another stab at recreating the uh the herb, right? And yeah. um the way she does it is that she uses she uses a part of the bracelet she got, right? And then yeah. and then um some T'Challa's DNA is that is that exactly? Yeah. Well, she she was, she was she was basing it off of uh, like what she was doing in the uh, beginning, basically running simulations of how is this heart shaped herb going to match up with 
his DNA. Like, will it save him? And so then, you know, since he was the only or, well, I guess you could have dug up Killmonger. Uh, But, you know, (laughs) since he was the only one, like, you got to go off of his DNA to see whether it'll match up. Yeah. Guys, uh, I'm... I just got home, so I actually had to sign off. I'm so sorry. It's all good, man. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Where can they... Where I appreciate can you it. Tell them again where they can find you. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Old Taco Jedi on literally every single platform, including Tumblr. Um, <laughs> so, uh, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys having me here. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Taco. Nice Have to meet you. Have a good one, man. Yes, nice Bye. <laughs> Yeah, one thing uh, that I want to mention that we haven't talked about that I feel like a lot of people haven't talked about is Shuri's one of one of Shuri's arcs here is, you know, spirituality versus science. Mm -hmm. You know, she's a scientist. So she's like, oh, the ancestral plane doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You know, like T'Challa is gone. He's not in everything. That's just, you know, what your conscious mind is telling you, mom, you know, Um, and, and that's very interesting given especially what uh t'challa went through in in the last movie where you know he does the um uh he does the ancestral plane twice Mm -hmm. both in front of shuri and says like he talked to his dad Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting like you never really got to see her reaction to it but she's just so staunchly against it because that's the only thing that's really comforting her and her mm-hmm. trauma because it's like she said to Namor, like if why was I given all these gifts and talents if I couldn't save it, you know, the person Perfect. that I loved. Yeah. And uh and I think does we see that the the because she when the movie starts, it starts with her praying. Mm-hmm. It starts with her praying to which I, as soon as she started talking, I immediately started crying by the way. I was just like, oh my God. But we see her Actually, having some type of, you know, I guess she maybe she thought that it would help that if mm-hmm. if it was real, then they would listen to her. Something, you know, it would it, it would be a comfort. But then T'Challa died, and it was just, and then I guess that's when she lost her faith completely, mm-hmm. like in that the whole, you know, ancestral thing and the spiritual thing, and she buried herself into her science. That mm-hmm. was, you know, so. The, that that was a cool contrast, you know, because you know, obviously, a lot of people in the real world also go a lot through something, you know, the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I also think that was interesting that when she did get there, she saw uh, in the jacka. Yeah, and I, I, I think I think it was really interesting that she saw him, and then she never, she didn't want to acknowledge that she had seen him, and multiple mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Um. Because she was just like, I'm nothing like you. No, honey, you're exactly like him in this moment. Um, and I think that that is interesting that it gets represented in her suit. She has the same neckline as uh, as T'Challa, but she has the gold accents of Elmer. Mm-hmm. And she has the arm, the, the epaulets of the Dora Milaje which mm-hmm. her mother was one of them. And it's really interesting to see just how, if you look at her, the symbolism on her suit, she is taking every single person, all the Panthers before her and carrying them with her. Like that is like her suit to me represents her fully accepting, not just loss, 
but her spirituality as well, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was a really nice touch. But yeah, I, I, I love, I was just like, at first I was like, why is he here? Mm-hmm. Why is, like, why did they add him? Like, it, that kind of made me upset that that they would bring uh, Killmonger back. But it he served the story in a way that seeing her mother or her father would never have worked in the mm. same way. Because I think they see who they're, you know, obviously, they see who they're supposed to see, that the, what, how they're feeling at the moment. Like, when Killmonger mm. went to the ancestral plane, he saw his father because that's something that he needed to, he needed that. Mm. He, uh, you know, obviously when T'Challa both times, he saw his father both times. The first time because he was missing his father, the loss mm. of his father. And then the second time he needed to talk to his father because of what he found out that he did to his brother. So mm. it was needed. And so in this movie, I think she saw Killmonger because that's she needed that validation of how she was feeling. She needed someone to validate her anger, her her need for having wanting to go and take this revenge, you know. Mm-hmm. And Killmonger gave her that. Yeah, yeah. and I I do want to add one thing to it. Uh, Dainty saying talking about the costume, her gauntlets are like her father's. Oh, oh, so cool! I was wondering if if he had an influence in there too. Yeah, it was, it's like the lines on the on the gauntlet are similar to ones that he had, and uh, you know. Uh-huh. N- no more left with some panther claws in his back. Yes, he sure did. Which is, yes. <laughs> which is all right. Never mind. Uh, so yeah, I yeah. So yeah, we we we've established. You know, she made the made the herb and went in the terrestrial plane. Yeah, the whole taps rejoiced, right, Chris? <laughs> so the thing about the thing about Killmonger in this movie that there were rumors that he was going to come back in some form. But I, the way they revealed him in the chair, I, I had like, you know, you get so into the, the plot of this movie, I had forgotten about that. And then it was like, oh, shoot, it's Michael B. Jordan. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I got I, spoiled for that. I'm personally like, I tend to be a big fan of antiheroes. So I really, I enjoyed the scene only because it's like, okay, so Shuri, she, she going to the dark side. You know, like her cousin, you mm-hmm. know, so it, um, I, I really liked it. I like the fire in the throne room and he's like, are you going to handle yeah, business? Cool. So yeah, like, just like you said, you know, I like that that happened and that she doesn't even want to acknowledge that she saw him. Like she's like mm-hmm. almost ashamed that she couldn't yep. see her mm-hmm. mother again. She couldn't see her brother or her father, you know? Yeah. And it's sort yeah. of a movie too, because like you obviously Chadwick Boseman isn't here, so you couldn't have him there. Mm-hmm. You know, Ramonda's already a big part of the movie. So them using um, Killmonger in that way, I thought was very clever for sure. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering whether they were just going to have like an actual panther, like a CGI panther that, that she saw, and they were just going to CGI his voice like they did with like, you know, like Mark Vader and Vader. Have him come, yeah, have him in panther form, you know, like, e- oh, hey, brother, like, yeah, so. Yeah, even, or even, like, at the end when it's, you know, just, like, he wouldn't even have to say anything but, like, decides her name and, like, you could say, like, the panther, like, you know, mm-hmm. goes by her side and, like, nudges her or something. I thought they were going to do something like that. but then Or they- have it be Bast who's talking to her and you see a, 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 a panther that represents T'Challa there. Like, that was an, that's an option that they could have gone. But I do like the fact that that... The fact that it is Killmonger being not in a panther form, like as as in like his his uh, his clothing is not repping himself as being one of the Black Panthers, mm-hmm. it's just Eric. And I love that because 
it's literally the ancestors kicking her ass into gear and being like, girl, this is who you're seeing because you're not going down a path that is good. Mm -hmm. You're going down his path. Mm -hmm. And he's the same here as he was on the other side. You know, your are <laughs> not going to change. You're not going to like turn into like yeah. people. They're going to stay the same. Uh, I thought I love that. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would definitely agree. Um, so at this point, one thing that we did miss, I just want to give a shout out to, um, there's an earlier scene. It was like, like quite a bit earlier where, um, Nikia's trying to get information on Talokana how to find it, and she gets to speak like Spanish, and you know, and and, and then she speaks Mayan too. Yeah, yeah. Everybody plays Mirabel Madrigal, and I just want to give a shout out because I think Lupita's yes. always wants to speak Spanish in a movie, and they let her do mm -hmm. that. So I mm -hmm. really, I'm glad she was able to do that. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so at this point, you know, we're we're getting ready for the final battle. You know, Shuri. She, you know, she's back and, you know, we see that she, her, she has the, the panther powers because she, um, I think she pushes like a, like a mannequin, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She put, she pushes a mannequin. So it's like, oh, you have powers now. So they sort of, um, you know, the gear for the final battle, she puts her suit on, she goes and greets like the elders and Mbaku. And I believe they're, I believe they were like hiding out in the, um, in like Ubaku's like land, like in the, yeah, the in the mountains. The, the Jabari mountain. Yeah. She shows yeah. up. You know, so this is the point where they're they're getting ready for the final battle. So, you know, they Shiri also finds out a way to weaken Namor. She realizes that, you know, since he, you know, he effectively uses water to be super strong. So she's like, well, if we can take, you know, enough of the moisture out of the air and things of that nature, you know, she pretty much ends up like cooking them and putting them in a sauna. She can weaken them and that's how they can beat them. So they have Space this final battle. Are, uh the Wakandans are like on, they're on a, they're on like, I don't, it, it, I mean, it's a, it's a ship, right? But it's like a, a sea vessel, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And they just directly confront the Talakanians and they just, they have a fight, I believe for a good portion of it. Namor and Shuri are like, they're like in a ship and she's like trying to cook them and weaken them enough. And then the uh, the Wakandans and Talakanians are like fighting on top of the ship for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, Okoye gets to like, you know, they've had this running gag where she hates the suit that Shuri made for her. And for this battle, her and um, Aneka finally put the suits on. And, you know, mm -hmm. so they're fighting. Everybody's fighting. And then eventually we get to like a solo fight of Shuri fighting mm -hmm. Namor like in the desert. So um, first of all, what do we think about this final battle? Is it better or worse than CGI Rhinos in the uh, the first movie? <laughs> Bree Williams is also there. She's made a, a new Iron Man suit with the technology. Mm -hmm. They do like kind of an Iron Man callback with her, you know, being her gearhead and putting the seat putting the suit together. But she's there too, and you know, mm -hmm. now we just have our final battle of the movie. So yeah, mm -hmm. Chris, I, Chris, I want to hear from you first. Was it better or worse than CGI uh, CGI Rhinos in the first one that were uh, memed? Uh it was it was better uh, as a um, warrior versus warrior fight. I think the choreography was better in between the Wakandans and the Talokani. Uh, in terms of Namor versus Shuri versus Killmonger versus T'Challa, yeah, I think they did kind of a disservice to the CGI in the first Black Panther movie when having the two of them fight. Uh, but with Namor versus Shuri was brutal. That was a brutal, uh, mm -hmm. personal kind of battle. 
like the first Killmonger and T'Challa fight. Mm-hmm. Um, except, you know, T'Challa was trying to show mercy where Killmonger wasn't. Like in this one, neither Namor or Shuri at this point were trying to show mercy. And, and it was very personal because they mm-hmm. both hurt each other. Like, mm-hmm. he, you know, Namor did something to her and then she, like her and her people did something to him. It was very personal. Mm-hmm. Like, because T'Challa didn't do anything to Killmonger. It was yeah. just... You know, it was like your dad killed fight. mine. It was yeah. like, I just found out who you were just, like yeah, an exactly. hour you're ago. Right. <laughs> you know, but it was very personal. There was no punches holding back from either of them. Either of them were going for the kill. Mm-hmm. Both of them were going for the kill. So it was it was it was nuts. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Shuri rips off like one of uh one of Namor's like wings that he has mm-hmm. in his feet. Um Shuri gets stabbed, no, no blood, you know, where it's PG thirteen, unfortunately. Um I but I think the suit had to do with because the, the suit, suit yeah, is very much. Think, yeah. We can assume that the suit, some yeah. combination of the suit and the herb kept Sherry alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because I think you did uh, see some blood before it like closed up after she, you know, yeah. uh, came off the spear because before, like, otherwise you're not really going to get a whole lot of blood because it's mm-hmm. keeping it all inside. But I mean, you know, we saw T'Challa get stabbed without the heart-shaped herb and then tossed down into a river, and he lived. So, I mean. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. It's okay, it's, it's the MCU. Well, well, it's the MCU. It's a movie. Bast protects. Yeah. <laughs> Say that, you know? Oh, and going, speaking of Bast, I want to see him at yeah. some point. Yeah, she... So, she is the she, sister her, yeah. of... Um, uh, what's Moon Knight's god? Sekhmet. No, that's not segment. Uh, uh, so, Well, we we, we kind of so, see like, her in I think it was Third Love and Thunder, third, right? Yeah, like a yeah, we do. Thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm, um, I'm just like so we definitely need more of her. Bast win. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Um. Go for it. Oh, I was gonna. I was just gonna say, like, can we talk about the location of the fight real quick? Because one thing I really love that Ryan Coogler did with this movie: there is not an ounce of bloat in this movie at all. There's not a minute wasted. There's not. There's every single thing is a conscious choice, and it shows. And I do not think for a hot second that the fact that they're fighting in the Atlantic Ocean, yeah, is it, that was not lost on me. Mm-mm. Uh. For, for everything that Atlantic Ocean symbolizes for Black people and also for the fact that, uh, you know, the Talakanians are in the Atlantic Ocean, like, there's a beautiful symbolism right there. And I, it was not lost on me. That on that a ship, is, no less. On a, on ship, a ship, exactly. On a ship, no less. And I was just like, dang, it, it, he just did not miss <laughs> at all. I was eh, that hit my my heartstring is yeah especially because we're just coming off of the ancestral plane. I was just like, mm. we need a moment. Although what? if I saw some sharks circling around, I would have been like, I was like, oh, nope, can't do this. <laughs> nope. <laughs> One thing that I also liked about um, uh, with the Talocani and their technology is that their technology is very environmentally conscious. Because mm-hmm. their bombs are made of water. So that way, when they use it, it's not affecting the environment. It's not making it worse, not putting any type of, you know, poison or anything like that. They use the power of the vibranium with the power of the water to make this crazy weapon mm-hmm. that is not going to pollute the water or pollute the air. 
you know, and I love that. I I, I loved how they're con- so conscious about their environment. Yeah. I. It was all it was really cool. Yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> so cool. And I, I also want to talk about like the fact that their bombs is like water based. It leaves no trace. Like, like yeah. everything is meant to keep them incognito. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, like at this point. They could have guns that have water bullets, and you're just like, we don't know what happened to Chad. Like, yeah. We also forgot that the Talokanians have like, like a siren type power. Where they yes. Really use yeah. them both at the I beginning love of the that movie. Brought that both in, into both the, in movie. the first fight they had um, with the with the Americans, and then also in the first invasion to like just get you know pretty much mind control people to just like <laughs> jump into the ocean. Um, mm-hmm. And eventually, the Wakandans are able to—they're able to counteract it, right? But yeah. I mean, so 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 are the, cool the, the CIA. Yeah, they they, they yeah, just they figured that they just got to cover their ears. But I love that they brought the siren mythology aspect mm-hmm. into the movie yeah. with them because it makes sense. They're in the water. They're from the water, and that's that's how you know that's how the legend is. I, I no, absolutely I, love that. Now our, I love our, that too uh, because it. I was going to say, I love that too, because it brings in this, this, we all know that ships get lost at sea. Mm-hmm. So in our world, right? It, it, like it, it's one of those things, like you could find the coordinates to where uh, Wakanda is. And we know that Wakanda is in Africa. But like we could go to Wakanda. That's, it grounds it into the real world. For the Talakonians, this idea of what happens to the ships that are lost at sea? Well, now we know. And also this idea that that sirens are throughout the world. Sounds like our cousins are well known. It's that it, that like to me that just grounds it into our into our world. And like I love that. I love when when writers ground their characters or something that they're bringing in into our world. And we're like, oh, now I'm just going to attribute it to that from now on. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. Well done. Now I pose this question. Were the Talokani manatees for the mermaids or did they, you know, were were they actually seeing, you know, the Talokani just, just, you know, was was Namora pranking a whole bunch of, you know, sailors and then was just like, water bombs. <laughs> oh, gee, yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. They were water bombed. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Most certainly water bombed. <laughs> so yeah 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 no i yeah I, I agree that them them incorporating the mythology in that way you know to make it feel more like real was um it was really cool um uh, i'm trying to like i'm trying to remember for some reason i'm not remembering like the fight sequences that happen on the ship as much. I know Okoye has a rematch with the 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 one Talakani that she fought. Atuma. Like, oh, Atuma. Yeah, MIT. Atuma. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the other sequences that happened on that ship specifically. Uh, it was that, and then it was a door Melaja going over the the side of the boat, which was so mm-hmm. cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that was basically like because the thing is that I don't they I, I Wakanda didn't bring all of their warriors. No. It was just they just needed a, something to distract Namor and get him. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to go all full all out, you know, fighting. They just needed a distraction to get Namor. So that, that I, I thought about that after because when I was in the movie watching them, I was like, that's kind of whack. Like mm-hmm. the Talokani could have just gotten rid of all these people in that boat with no problem. Like 
Yeah. You know, like, this is not, and then I was like, wait, but that's not what Wakanda's full force either. I'm like, okay, all right, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. And then Riri versus Namora. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She got a, what was the technical, uh, Unabeam, uh, Unabeam to the to the chest. Yeah. And Arrow like, is she dead? I was like, nah, she's fine. Nah. She's, she, yeah. she, she, she's swimming it off. Yeah, yeah, swimming it off. Yep. Yeah. Um. Uh. Had so a thought. It left me, so I'm good. <laughs> and then when they brought all those bombs, I was like, oh. mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um. So I I, I remember the the ending, like like the, the the fight scene with Namor and Shiri. I know that Shiri gets stabbed, and then she's fine. Namor's like, I gotta get some water. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it, it looks like Namor is winning, you know, as a winner. And then Shuri ends up blowing up a part of the ship. And, you know, mm-hmm. that pretty much takes Namor out. And then, you know, before, you know, Shuri, before Shuri, you know, we don't know if she's going to kill him or not. We get flashbacks. I like that we got we got both flashbacks of, like, the Wakandians and the Talakandians. And, and, she, and mm-hmm. since Shuri had been there and she had seen them, she's realizing mm-hmm. that, like, hey, we both have people that we care about and people that care mm-hmm. about us. And I think that is the moment when she decides to, um, mm-hmm. to keep him alive. Mm-hmm. And, not- and then the mom, you know, and then her mom is like, show him who you, you are. are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that because it is, again, it's, it's mirroring each other. Right. Mm-hmm. They realize that she realizes they're the same. Mm-hmm. They have, they, they both, you know, they have a salute. They have a, a city. They have, people um mm-hmm. and that imagery ryan coogler does a really good job with that imagery um and especially the fact that it's rewinding mm-hmm. so she's walking the the steps backwards to how she got how they got to that situation mm-hmm. um and, and coming to those conclusions mm-hmm. um was really really well done um but also the fact that they are fighting this fight out of the eye of the instigators, right? Mm-hmm. By themselves. Um, and I like what you were saying about how it, it is a raw fight. There, There's anger. It's personal. But the entire fight is choreographed in a way that they're both losing the entire time. Mm-hmm. They're both losing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought that, that was really there. interesting. I it's see the same there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, when you fight against your brethren, you just both losing. And a, and a lot of the shots are from a submissive perspective versus well, it doesn't show one of them dominating the other. Mm-hmm. Cuz when mm-hmm. it shows, you know, when you have Shuri with the spear next to, you know, Namor's head, you would think you would see it from Namor's perspective where Shuri's dominating, but no, you see it from Shuri's perspective where, you know, Namor is submissive and vice versa when he's winning at different parts of the fight. You know, it's more, it's, you know, so it's just one of those things that is like, there is no winner here. Yeah. I think looking forward to Black Panther 3, and I have a feeling we're going to get a lot more Black Panther. As long as Black Panther projects are printing money Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ad infinitum, right? Um, I definitely think that Black Panther three could very well be Halo Khan, Wakanda just being like, oh, 
So them colonizers, what do you want to do about them? <laughs> and the space ones too. What are, what are space colonizers yeah. trying to come out here too? Like, Talo, do you want to get in on this? Like, I mean, do you want to do you want to jump in? I, like, I, I definitely see something like that happening. Um, this. I hope they do because you know, obviously, this is the where we were all mad that they were these two civilizations were fighting each other when they were supposed to, you know, when we want them being together, but then. Now in the three, they're like, okay, you finally get what you want. They're going to mm. fight together. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I want Doom because, you know, we focused a lot on the science, but Wakanda and Atlantis, but probably Talokan as well, have, you know, mystic backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's uh, mysticism. So I think with Doom, who is both, he believes in both science and magic, that'd be another way to touch on those sides of the cultures as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I definitely can see a world where where Doom is teaming up with the U.S. So the U.S. Mm-hmm. is has him on as a consultant mm-hmm. yeah, per se, and he's had his own alternative <laughs> motives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, let's let's make a little pact. You know, you whatever will help you out with intelligence and 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 info, and you get us some vibranium, and then you could do whatever else you want. Like that would be yeah. America yeah. to Doom. You know, Black Panther three, Doom yeah. War, Doom War. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely see that happening. It just, it makes sense. It seems like the next natural conclusion. Um, And it it would just be very interesting to see two colonizing countries thinking that they're going to be able to one-up each other. And Mm. it almost, again, uh, Brian Kugler likes to do mirroring and imagery, flipping that on its head and saying, okay, but like you were trying to outdo each other. And we we already know what your game is. So, like, we're just going to run quick, sneak in here and stop you real quick. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 that, I'm, just, I'm just pitching it. That's why you do the thing. I, I, have, a, I have a question for uh, Dainty and Kari. Uh, so, you know, we know uh, the first Black Panther is Lion King. So is Wakanda Forever Lion King 2? Like is is Namor oh Kovu is is oh. Shuri Kiara? Oh, oh, <laughs> good God. God. why? Are I the, thought you were gonna go somewhere this? else with that, but like the fact yeah, that it I is a Lion King too. I hate the fact that you're right. Is you know I are hate the, the fact that you're right. Are the Talokani you know uh, uh, those lions that were off in the other part of the Pride Lands and you know? Uh, no, that would be Wakabi, but I think yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he got a shout out in this movie though. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she can go see him jail. anytime she wants. She just chooses not to. I don't blame her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also think he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't be in the film because well, yeah, he was filming. Film, yeah, yeah uh, uh, nope. he was filming. Was he, he might have been filming Nope or something else? I think so. Yeah, he just couldn't be in it. Otherwise, but I think he was supposed to be. Give us well, she got a quiz show and after herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. give us the the Okoye show and give us uh, Atuma, Mbaku, and Kabi. Lady <laughs> deserves three husbands. I'm just yes. <laughs> Okoye, Okoye and Atuma are now you know like the uh, the buddy the the buddy cop like duo. Warriors, warriors. All right. So the the just just to get the conclusion, you know, all all the endpoints. So. So Shuri and Namor pretty much have like she Shuri gets Namor to pretty much submit, and she's just like, "Hey, 
Yeah, she's like, hey, if they come after you, like, Wakanda will protect you. So just chill out, do your thing. We won't tell anyone about you. And if they mess with you, we'll 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 protect you. So <laughs> they they come back and you know they pretty much have their you know their ceasefire. The fighting stops. Um, Namor goes back home. And he's pretty much like, well, hey, we kind of got what we wanted anyway. When when war comes, we got, you know, Wakanda's going to have to come to us for help. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where uh, you get that last scene with Namor and Namora. Um, they go, you think they're going to redo, like, the challenge day from the first movie. And M'Baku, and you, you know, they go to the ship, and you think, like, Shiri's going to come out, but it's M'Baku. And I didn't really get understand this like completely when I was watching the movie until I read after. But the implication is that Mbaku is actually going to be the new king. The like, new Shiri king. is a mm-hmm. panther, but she doesn't really want to rule as the queen mm-hmm. yet. She wants to travel and kind of do her own thing. So Mbaku is pretty much the new king of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Um, Shuri is Shuri ends up going to Haiti with Nakia. Um, mm-hmm. Ends up going to Haiti with Nakia, and then the post credit scene. You know, first of all, you have this. Super sad scene where, like, Shuri, you know, she kind of goes to the beach and she remembers her brother and you get all those scenes with Chat with both from the first movie, which my my uh, theater was dead silent during there. A tear mm-hmm. came out. It was very emotional. And then, you know, the post credit scene, we, you know, learned that Nakia had been, you know, she, she had been pretty much hiding... T'Challa's uh, son, a son that they had before he passed away because they wanted to keep the son away from all the craziness that came with the throne and being a part of the royal family, mm-hmm. which after seeing this movie and seeing where, you know, most of the family has, has ended up, I totally understand. <laughs> totally mm-hmm. get it. Um, now, I guess not only that, but also because since now Wakanda was going to be introduced to the world, yeah, you know, yeah. they didn't want to put this little kid in that spotlight. If Wakanda would have kept secret, I'm sure she would have, they would have, they would have taken him to Wakanda because, you know, that's their own, their own yeah. little world, their own little bubble. Nobody has to worry about anything outside. But now with everybody, like, you know, the, the eyes on them, that, yeah, that, that would have been too much for that little boy. And like, they wanted, I guess they wanted to avoid that. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one thing I did forget, um, it's sort of like the ending, like the happy ending sequence. We get like a quick scene of uh, Ayo and Aneka that pretty much implies that they're like together. So that's, oh, yeah. You know, no, oh, that's not, that's not it. It's not implied. They're like shown, my love yeah. and the kids and everything. Yeah. yeah, that was... With the kids. That's so our wife. Shown, you know, um, to the dismay of many of the uh, MCU bros, I'm sure. But um, so that's there. That's confirmed. I believe that they 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 want I believe that they want it to they want AO to be to be queer pretty early on. And I think there was like a scene that they like I believe she was supposed to be like flirting with Denai Guerrera and they cut it out of the first movie. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm glad that that is okay. here. Um, for I sure. mean, because she is in the comics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that you know, so that that was cool to see. And um, that is pretty much like the ending of the. That's pretty much the ending of the movie. So um, one question I want to pose to everyone. So after seeing this movie, after this movie being made, should they have recast Chadwick Boseman's character? Or are you happier with the movie that we got? Because this is. Uh, I'm happy. Yeah. I don't. I I don't feel they should have. I I think how they did it, they did it perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. I I fully agree. Some. I saw a, a, a post, um, I, I believe it was on Tumblr, um, so take it with a grain of salt. But um, 
I saw somebody was talking about how we as black people are never allowed to just sit and grieve. We always have to, bad thing happens. We have to acknowledge it and then we have to move on. And then we, we're never allowed to sit and grieve and just go through it. And um, the fact of the matter is this movie forced us to mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a way that we needed. Um, and something I, I, I thought was really interesting is I didn't really notice it until the, the credits were rolling is I have not watched Black Panther since Chadwick Boseman's death. And now I feel like I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't before, but now I can. Um, it was it was cathartic. It was uh, it was a moment, three hours bookmarked out for us to grieve, to sit in it, and to be okay. Mm-hmm. After that three hours is done, if you want to sit and grieve until you're good, be, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But it's this is the time for you. Mm-hmm. It. This movie is, I, and I know somebody's like, oh, you know, they're trying to set up future plot points. I don't really think that this movie did any of that for, it is a standalone movie. The end. Um, it, 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 it was a moment for us to grieve. And it was also a moment for us to get introduced to new people, of course. But mm-hmm. it was definitely a, a memorial service. And that was probably one of the most beautiful things. Uh, am I happy with what we got? Oh, absolutely. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, should they have recast T'Challa for this movie? Probably not. Should they recast T'Challa in the nearer future? Yes. I think, especially if you're doing a movie called secret Wars, and given there are literally like two comic book, inspirations for it like if you're doing the most recent one and you're just gonna push all the worlds together mm-hmm. bring another actor in to be t'challa you have an older shuri if Letitia wright still wants to do it and then you could do what they were doing in the comics for several years where you know shuri is ruling in the black panther but so is t'challa also black panther and they're doing their own own things within the respective universe and how they want to go about living their lives well, at this uh, point, you could, uh, Kane can, you know, just put that kid in a time chamber and age okay. him up. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Because I, I am seeing people that are just like, oh, yeah, no, the next Black Panther 3 should, you know, skip ahead 10 years, you know, years. where the kid is older. That's when. Yeah. And they're they just like, so he can. Like that. Like, yeah. So they're like, so he can be the Black Panther. Or, you know, the one thing that they, they were trying to tug on my, on my you know, uh, T'Challa strings where they're just like, yeah, no, you could have a, a, you know, a young storm and you could do their romance with Prince T'Challa. And I was like, yeah, mm, you almost got me. You almost got me. We're never seeing the storm T'Challa thing on screen ever. I just, I just, I, my gut is telling me that is just, it's never happening. And we gotta, Listen, we gotta let it go. You can. <laughs> You can relegate <laughs> me to the, the kitty table for this for the next cookout. I don't give a shit. But I'm glad that we aren't. Because their their relationship, especially in the comics, is toxic. And I do not I do not feel like But they could do, do it better. They could do it better, right? But like, I don't know. For me personally, Princess Chala, adorable, cute. I like what they were trying to say. But also at the same time for the whole can of worms that I opened. Yeah. 
I'm not huge. That That's the one thing I was just like, mm-hmm. I get it. You technically recasted him, but you also did recast him. Like, mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew they were going to do it. I I knew they were going to do it, but it does open like it does open that that can of worms because even my mom was saying, you know, that the next one should like, you know, because you know it, it it is not fair that we're not going to get T'Challa again mm-hmm. as a character for a while because if they don't do it with Secret Wars, then we're probably not going to have it for another twenty years, and that's not fair uh, to people that love the character from the comics but also people that really connected with the character with the first, you know, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's a situation, it's a no win situation. Um, mm-hmm. The issue I'm having is with people that are trying to take ownership on how they dealt with T'Challa's death and mm-hmm. are just like, yeah. this isn't right. He shouldn't have done this. And then when people are just like, well, the family and his widow signed off on this and they're like, yeah, and they're like, no, this is still wrong. And it's just like your parasocial attachment to Chadwick Boseman is getting really weird. It's crossing line. Yeah. And it's also weird to me uh, personally. I, 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 this is just weird to me. It's the whole, well, he was the only black male representation that we have. I'm like, excuse me. He's not. Would, would you like me to start the list? Because we got Nick Fury, we got Sam Wilson, we got Wonder Man, we got Blade coming up, we have um, Rhodey. Uh, I could keep yeah. on. Yeah, we got Heimdall. We got like which one? Wait, who are you missing? Uh, where? And and it's and it's 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 you know, there there are some people that are you know just like they want to chala back. And then there are the others that, you know, don't want Shuri to be the Black Panther because that's, they're, that, you know, that's the problem. That right there is the problem. You know, for, that. like, I, for to me, it's like, go read the comic books. Shuri mm-hmm. was always destined to be the Black Panther. That is literally her character's motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, yeah, she may not have wanted it right away in this one, but it, 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 the writing was on the wall. Um but I, I think the other thing is is you have to understand that this creative process isn't to please. This movie was not done to please the audience. It was the cast, the crew's, you know, love letter mm-hmm. to Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. and to try and process their own grief uh, while making this film because Brian Coogler already knew that this movie was going to be about grief before Chadwick died because it was going to be about the years that were missed. Mm-hmm. And especially if, you know, Chadwick hadn't have died, we all would have needed that given the past two years that we've had. Mm-hmm. But we lost him. And now it's like, okay, how do you deal with this loss? Because people would be, you know, in there, you know, would react like Ramonda did. And was like, okay, you know, I go through this year process and, you know, like I burned these clothes away as, mm-hmm. as like the funeral clothes as a symbol of like, I'm no longer in the mourning process. Sherry refused to do that. Sherry is just like, no, I failed. I could have brought him back. You know, uh, like this is all, you know, he's gone forever. And to, to quote The Last Jedi, no one's ever really gone. No, it's ever really gone. Yeah. How Palpatine has returned. Yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely love the way they did, uh, you know, like we were saying how some people say, no, that um, they shouldn't have done this. It was like they were exploiting Chadwick's, you know, 
his 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 disease, like his his journey and mm. his health and his death. Like, dude, you know how grateful I am that the family and the cast and crew decided to share their grieving process with the rest of us mm -hmm. so that we could all grieve mm -hmm. together at the same time. Like we were able to be there and experience this together in order to be able to be there for each other while grieving with their, his family and the cast and crew with this movie. Mm -hmm. That that That's huge. And that's beautiful to me. Mm -hmm. So to see it any other way is to me is disrespectful. And yeah. you're the one that honoring his memory and, and the love of the people that, you know, that, that they had for Chadwick. Because mm -hmm. we love them, and we wanted to be there, be and 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 we were lucky enough and fortunate enough that the family wanted to share that with us. Because mm -hmm. yeah. they could have just said no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. So, no, no, I was, I was just saying, you know. Oh, I was. Uh, the yeah. one thing I will say, um, the one thing that, like, it, it's hard to to with all the different variables, right? It's hard to say which one would have been better, this movie or a, a movie where. We have Chadwick Boseman, right? It's hard to say. And, and to me, I can't compare the two mm. because there's there's a million different, you know, variables that would have made one versus the other. Something I, so I, I would just say, you know, for what we have, this is the best. I'm sure that would have been great too. Mm -hmm. But the thing that has made me, uh, the, th the one thing that I do wish we would have had, had Chadwick Boseman not died, I've been watch I don't know if you guys have been watching a lot of the uh, press tour uh, surrounding this movie, mm -hmm. but the way that Tenoch Huerta talks about um, issues of race in his community and discrimination, seeing how he would have, seeing those conversations alongside Chadwick Moseman with how he talked about race. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what I miss. That's what I miss. And as much as this movie has made me cry and sob, the thing that I have sobbed even more so over is seeing him talk about these issues. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, like, one day I was watching a video on TikTok, as you do, um, and it was him talking about um, that he wants little brown boys and girls to see themselves and be proud. And it made me really cry. It made me cry. Because I realized that this movie, we were saying goodbye to our Chadwick, our Black Panther. But our indigenous uh, and Latin cousins would be saying hello to theirs. Mm -hmm. And to me, there, there, I didn't realize, but there's a bit of a passing of a torch here. Mm -hmm. And that is so, I'm just so proud. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud. Mm -hmm. as, um, yeah. It makes you really proud to be black. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? That's it. Yeah, I would, abs I would absolutely agree. I mean, I think that, you know, th this movie, you know, they kind of, it was a morning period for Chadwick Boseman, but you also had, like, a lot of new beginnings because, you know, they can do mm -hmm. so many yes. things with Namor now. They're, I mean, Rue Williams is getting a show, right? You can definitely do a lot with um, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the other characters in Wakanda. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it definitely like you, you are able to, you, you are able to take something that was really bad and really tragic and still have like good that came out of it. 
you know, at the end. Um, so I'm trying to think of, we didn't, the only other, like, plot point I missed was that, uh, Ross gets, I mean, Ross gets arrested by his, uh, by Contessa, which, you know, that was just, that was to show us how, you know, how low down she is. I mean, she's effectively, like, the MCU's version of a man, a version of Amanda Waller, and eventually is going to leave the Thunderbolt, so that's sort of, you know, set up for what we're going to see more of her, you know, almost like an evil mm-hmm. Nick Fury, um, and she's saying Ross is saved by at, at the end by Okoye, which I liked mm-hmm. because it was just like you know you almost yeah. like forgot about him and then you're like oh okay and <laughs> you know he was going to be in Secret Wars so I'm assuming he's just going to be kind of off the grid you know mm-hmm. doing what mm-hmm. he can um, he'll probably link up with Nick Fury during you know during the Secret Invasion and that kind of thing so um, Wakanda. Yeah, and, and like, if we were talking about complaints, yeah, one complaint was like, oh, this movie, it had like, you know, the, the Asian storyline was like too much set up for like future things when like one of the biggest critiques of phase four was that like there isn't as much connectivity. There's no connectivity. Phases. Now you mind and, that it is? In like, this one, I felt like it the, the connectivity they had was at least like relevant to the plot because you could have mm-hmm. easily had a... Uh, post credit scene with uh Contessa and you know the Thunderbolts like let's go get that vibranium you know yeah they yeah didn't, yeah they didn't do that they were just like mm-hmm. okay these people you know America's here in the background plotting and planning who knows what they're gonna do so yeah. I thought that I mean kind of like you said before that any like connection type stuff was like in service of the movie like mm-hmm. we know Rui Williams is getting a spinoff show but obviously the events in this movie are going to impact you know, her and what she wants to do. Because after that, mm-hmm. she's not going to want to be a student anymore. You know, she'll want to yeah. be a superhero. And I'm sure we're going to see like more of that journey, you know, in the, yeah. in, in the future. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so did we, uh, we, do we have um, like any other thoughts or any other big points that we missed at all, Chris? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think we, we, you know, we, I know, because I've been going like two hours, so we definitely, we done. We hit the, we hit everything. Quite a bit. Point, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, oh, overall, I would say, like, I, I don't know if I can compare this movie to the first one just because they really set out to do different things. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like with the first Panther, the first Panther was much more of like a, the first Panther felt much more of like a Disney movie, like kind of like Lion King, where it's like, it's going to take you somewhere. It's going to take you to a fantasy and take you to, a, you know, on an adventure. Mm-hmm. While this one definitely was, it was, you know, it was emotional. It was grieving. It was mourning. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's hard to compare them because this movie is two different tones. Like two very different tones. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was two different tones and two different types of, um, uh, uh, yeah, two different type of stories. Um, like you said, one is about like, oh, this, this new wondrous place and then and then this and and this, it was fun and it was cool and it was uh, the action and you're like oh superhero and then black wakanda forever is more like you said grounded more uh, more a little bit more of a serious tone even though we still had the mcu yeah. elements in it but it was more 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 serious absolutely and um I know people are doing their their phase four ranking lists. I don't know if the Guardians holiday special is going to count as phase four or not. Um, but I, I mean, definitely just like, just by the way we're talking about it, 
this is probably the best movie out of Phase Four, I would say. I mean, the only, in my opinion, is the opinion, the only real competitors I could see would be Shang Chi, um, and then you know, No Way Home. People are already debating if No Way Home was actually good or not after a year. So <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> like No Way Home. Okay. I, mean, I said, I said it after the first time. Eternals, uh, Wakanda Forever, and Shang-Chi are like my top three. Eternals and then Eternals three. and Shang-Chi, and Eternals and Shang-Chi is interchangeable. Wakanda Forever, definitely, you know, number two, like solid. And probably, you know, it will move to number one eventually once. Yeah. But yeah, that's my solid three. And Eternals is also a weird one. I feel like it was like the reverse of No Way Home where like Eternals came out and the general assumption is that most people didn't like it. And you had some people that were like, well, actually, no, that was my favorite movie so far. And now mm-hmm. like, but now like, but there are like, but there are people that, you know, really loved Eternals and it's like one of their favorite MCU movies. So that, that one's always super interesting. It's, you know, I think sometimes too, it's like the time certain things come out, you know, because mm-hmm. like, yeah, like yeah. WandaVision came out everybody was going crazy like every week i mean we were all inside so it was you know it was the only yeah, thing yeah. people loved it but like you don't hear wandavision re-talked about a lot like after the fact mm-hmm. especially i think after doctor strange 2 you know with that kind of being uh, i feel like that mm-hmm. kind of messes with wandavision's legacy a little bit so like it's interesting like when mm-hmm. you look at these movies as like individual things and then like as a part of like the mcu like ensemble mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and obviously, like No Way Home is is like in that era too, where it's like No Way Home. Everybody's like, oh, best movie ever. And then a year later, mm-hmm. I've seen all these. I'm not, I'm, I, I watch a lot of TikToks, but I'm not on it. So I've already seen the threads, mm-hmm. people discussing like, was No Way Home actually good? Is it time? Is this can we discuss how terrible this movie was? And I, was just like, <laughs> I mean, I liked it, but I guess I haven't seen it in a year, so hmm, I, don't, I don't know. Was it so? I I mean. I, I walked out of that theater and talked about 30 minutes of what was wrong with that movie. I can't <laughs> well, yeah, remember did, the well, last yeah, time I did that. You're at least consistent, though, with not liking it, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're not backflip, hands springing <laughs> on your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not soups. Anyway. <laughs> Fired shots. He's got enough problems right now. I'm reading. Oh God, yeah. I, I don't want anyone to. I don't want anyone to sue us. So we'll just leave it. <laughs> oh, we don't charges. need hit pieces written about the hey, Okay, you know the ultimate defense of defamation is the truth. All right, so. Oh boy. Right. <laughs> um, I, I disagree with your no way home take. I, just because I like what it did for the Peter Parker story. It's the framing around it. Like I like the overall point, but it's the framing around it that that's that that's the issue. We can talk about it after the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do the that. framing yeah. around it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Well, I mean, Chris, we'll probably come back and do some sort of MCU phase four phase wrap up. Four mm-hmm. wrap up. Phase four wrap up. I have no cool. idea what we're doing next. I want to do another anime episode, but we'll we'll talk about it later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. The holidays are coming. Holidays are coming up. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. So first of all, before we sign off, um, can you just, you guys can reiterate where people can find you guys? If you're working on any cool projects or anything like that, go ahead and uh, give it a shout out before we sign off. Dainty, go ahead. If you like to go, okay. <laughs> um, so you can find me at it's Dainty on like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, I'm not working on any projects, although I do have a few in mind. 
for down the road. So just keep an eye on that. But yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much for having me. This has been an absolute blast. So thanks. <laughs> and um, again, on TikTok and Twitter and also Tumblr now, you can call, you can find me as Star Guastia. And on Instagram, I am Kari Skywalker. Um, I don't really work on projects. It's just now um, I've been collaborating with Temple of Geek. They're like this nerdy um, news outlet. And, you know, they, they have me as an entertainment correspondent. So like I, they go and they're sending me to like early screenings of movies and stuff. Last one I saw last this week was Strange World that, from Disney that's coming out. Very cool. You should go watch it. It's really cool. It's cute. Um, but yeah, so that's basically that, you know, I'm just here uh being fun on on the socials so yeah and thank you so much for having me guys i was wanting i was dying to get somewhere to go somewhere and talk about what kind of fire because there's like so much to talk about so many awesome topics and stuff so thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it of course i i knew i had to have you on it uh because we talked about it. i think you were like mm-hmm. the first person i talked to about it yeah yeah, yeah and then you know dainty i'm i was so glad i saw your tweet because i was just like <laughs> I need, I, I need someone else. And then I was, <laughs> Absolutely. And then you're like, I'm so glad. I was like, want to talk about it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, <right>. Lord. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go ahead and sign us off. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Two Black Two Nerdy Podcast. And until next time, um, everybody have a, this, this is recorded before Thanksgiving, but might go up after. So, everybody have a great uh, holiday season. Um, uh, yeah, we'll be excited to bring, you know, some new episodes, you know, in the future, especially going in the next year. I can't believe the year's almost over. Uh, yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, and remember, uh, until next time, Wakanda forever, and there are more of us. All right, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye.